Hi friends, welcome to the Mostly Yoga Podcast. My name is Aaron. Uh, it's been very hot past few days, very, very hot. But uh, it rained yesterday, which I'm very happy about. I think it it was very, very it was a very heavy rain some more. And I think uh, it might have made the weather a bit more cooler, a bit more comfortable. I don't know. Don't really, don't really know. I don't know whether there's a science behind that. I'm sure when the the rain when it rains, it's just generally gonna be cooler for the next few days. Huh? So yeah, nice and comfortable. Slept very well last night. So I'm in a good mood. Uh, hello to whoever you are. Uh, wherever you're at, whether we've met or not. <clears throat> if this is the first time you're listening to this uh, podcast, hello, welcome. And if you're a long-time listener, you know who I am. Welcome back. As always, uh, feel free to go to coffee.com slash yoga to show your support if you want to give a little donation. Uh, thank you in advance. And then if you don't really want to, that's fine as well. I always enjoy rec- doing this. I always enjoy talking to people. So this will always be free to listen to. And I'll keep doing it until I run out of people to talk to. Well, that's how it's always been, right? Like I run out of people to talk to, then I pause for a bit. Anyway. It's a bit, uh, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, you know that there's construction happening next door. So you might hear some people outside. There's also, I think, a game going on in the school nearby. So you might hear a couple of cheers from the kids. And then there's also <laughs> there's also a road construction across the street. So I think the past few minutes, the tractor would move. And you hear like that. All part of the ambiance of my space. So maybe that adds to the ASMR. Maybe not. Uh, before I talk about my guest today, I'll just do a quick little mention of this clothing company that my friend is uh, running. It's called Aymala. Everyday active wear that energizes and inspires your daily choices. Um, they have mostly girl stuff. Uh, they have a... Ooh, see? Somebody's called a girl. Uh, they have mostly girl stuff. And then they have a bit of guy stuff. I have the, uh, I have the two of their guy stuff, uh, and so far it's been good. I like it, very comfortable. So if you want to and you wanna buy something, you can use my promo code mostly yoga for ten percent off at checkout. You can go to uh, their website or their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Ching ching. Uh. Okay, so today's guest, or to, rather today's episode is quite a technical one, if you didn't realize it from the trailer already. My guest, uh, Fadil. Fadil and I, we met uh, over the Ramadan month, where uh, like actually he was he works out in the evenings, and then I think because fasting month, he had to come, like break fast, right? So it made more sense to work out in the morning. Lah. So he joined the morning crew for a bit, and that's how we started chatting. And then one thing led to another. One day I was like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? And then here we are. Uh, we talk about... 
we talk about like the a lot of like what do you call it like body science stuff dieting cutting bulking supplements vitamins uh, training philosophies and all that a lot of bro science stuff and again we're not doctors we're not medical professionals or certified in any way to give any kind of professional advice this is all just trial and error all based on our own experiences and he is sharing from that space so no just listen uh, just listen see what you can take away from it if you, uh, you know, and I hope you can learn something and I hope you are entertained yeah without further ado just let's just dive right into it here's my guest Fadil enjoy Da, da, da. Okay. But then uh, It sort of dies down After like 5 Because oh, you okay. know like They can't do any drilling After 5 yeah, like, But then they're still Moving shit around Oh that's true So it's, See whether we're lucky or not I mean it's, Like it's not in my building Because uh, I work from home right So yeah, that's, that's another issue So yeah and then like the, there's like just a bunch of construction happening in Park Place. The don't know how long it's been since that part at Downtown East has been. You know that. Oh yeah, in the front cross-section, there, right, yeah, yeah. The cross section. Then they built the in the, the split lane, and then they built oh, yeah. the condo or whatever. Yeah, it's been going on for damn long already. Um, I think it's because of uh Pasir Ris Eight, right? The MRT, yeah. Yeah, the MRT, yeah. right? So they that that's gonna be like the main kind of road carriageway. So yeah. they have to expand. And you know yeah. at the bus seventeen there, so they blocked that part. Yeah, yeah, over there. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be blocked for like three years. Eh? Yeah, for, so for every time you wanna go <laughs> fucking Tampines, you gotta make one big round. So even when I'm driving, right, I will cut through uh opposite Greenview. There, eh? Greenview is where. This so now now it's high sing, right? No, so it's two hundred plus lah, two hundred two. 2.30 behind block 2.30 uh, yeah lah so yeah, that road that one, that one, yeah. Street, right? near Loyang there right yeah. Elias is it no what? Loyang Loyang Point yeah near Loyang Point yes. there ah, okay. so I will go to the car park here turn left yeah turn left go yeah. to the car park exit coming then out you come off, down right? then you go down yeah. and then it's two traffic lights uh. I mean now it beats it's going all the way around with yeah. buses and every stop is like a MR, uh, traffic light stop yeah 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 it's quite bad it's quite bad then like buses <laughs> especially it's just like it's two lanes so one bus stops yeah. everybody kind of like that's the thing with the downtown east uh, the downtown east part where <laughs> it's two lanes then like yeah. the bus will occupy one lane then right. there's only one lane you know the part where opposite E hub the Aranda side where yeah, it's yeah. two lanes and then at like, at like 6pm or those prime time yeah. it's like it's jammed all the way that's why I never take 358 yeah. I fucking cycle to the MRT <laughs> now it takes me it's faster for me to cycle yeah, to the MRT uh, than it is to take the bus yeah, yeah. waiting for the bus take the bus wait for the traffic light to turn right then you yeah. make one big round to stop down here can you imagine an accident there like at yeah, the junction yeah. I've seen it I've seen like the bicycle like, and you know like fucking on Sundays yeah, yeah, they yeah, oh yeah. Allah, I fucking hit the bicycle is it? there's just like a whole convoy and then the bus is just waiting yeah, I can't bus, kill a guy if I need to stop I don't know why the bus won't overtake it's like their ruler or is it like, you know if there's some grab driver or what uh, like, yeah. some guy on a bicycle yep. he, they won't overtake him no because there's fear that like if he wants to cut in to stop into the bus bay. Like you go out, you go you, in. Yeah, yeah, you go out, you go in, and then once a cyclist gets caught, then he's you, dead. 
Then like the <laughs> fucking bopian eh? wow, yeah. I, I rage eh? so <laughs> I'm on the bus like, and I see this guy stalling behind the yeah. thing and the cyclists like, like they don't give a fuck they don't think, think, of, think of shit about their safety mm. right maybe on the day because they're just like just going so the bus is waiting mm. and waiting for these like groups of 20 cyclists to just go past 20 all this at least okay because they are like souped up they got their nice road bikes they are on they are like journeying right that's yeah. only once on a Sunday but if some random abing on his <laughs> scooter <laughs> yeah. and he's not moving fast enough uh, wow sian <laughs> anyway that's the situation of our fucking bus race um, we diverted a bit we <laughs> welcome to my podcast <laughs> uh, first time Yep, first yep. time, of course. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the first time I met you at the gym during Ramadan. Yep, yep, that's right. I saw you a couple of times with the morning crew, said hi, and then, oh, sorry, D. <laughs> I said hi, and then like we had a few interesting conversations about yeah. um, just learning how to like. I'll see you teaching Bruce something. Yeah. I go over and I see what's this. Learn some stuff. And then we talked about how, like he, he uh, Bruce also mentioned how, like you did some blood work thing, or your sister was working. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, then I was like, oh, okay, now I went to talk chat to you. Yeah. And then from there we had this whole conversation about blood work and and supplements and uh, and that led to all this kind of thing. And I remembered when we were having that conversation that day, and I was like, oh okay, if I was like he's an like, interesting guy to talk to, I yeah. want to find out more. One thing led to another. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Told me a while to get this started again. Uh, I did Daniel the other day. Yeah. Also like, very like, rusty. You know. Alright. Okay. But anyhow, let me <laughs> talk shit for a bit. Conversation. To be shit like now. Uh, yeah. But at least with you, I I feel like there's more things to pinpoint. There's more things okay. to to uh, discover. But a little quick introduction, if you don't mind. Like in what way? <laughs> Just tell people who you are, or. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking to Fadil. He is a um just a guy from the gym that I met. That's all yeah. the introduction we need, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, just a normal gym just bro. Just a normal gym bro. It's just yeah, I, I'm no PT, no no not certified not in sci- any. Not a doctor, not a scientist, yeah, no so. no education or cert in anything whatsoever. Just, just pure experience. Yeah, just bro science. Trial and error. <laughs> try, exactly, try and error. How did your fitness journey begin? Um. Okay. Then this goes way, way, way back. We got time. Just All right. Point of this. Okay. Let me get comfortable. So, like, I remember I told you, like, I think yesterday, it's like I don't have the standard prototypical Singaporean upbringing. Yeah. So at fourteen, I moved to the UK. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. So I did my O levels and A levels in a city called Durham, which is a bit south of Newcastle. Uh, this is secondary school time. Yeah, so you 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 left in what sec two? Sec two. Yeah. So fourteen to eighteen. For what? Why? Uh, my mom did a PhD in in Islamic finance. So what is that? So it's just write that down. Yeah. Go back to that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so yeah, so like she was working under Muis, so it's an abbreviation for Majlis Ugama Islam Singapura, which is the Islamic kind of government stat board for Singapore. But in but in UK, no. So like she was working, like she she was an employee. Then uh, based on what she did for Singapore. 
specifically in turning what like it's it's basically a gold mine okay so so the concept of wakaf is a uh, land right people buy land and they're like okay this is for god and then the only thing that they could think about was okay we'll just make it either a cemetery or a mosque oh okay right because this is like kind of holy land huh. right? you can't do like illegal shit in it right so my mom's like why can't we make this profitable especially in a space like singapore where land is scarce huh. so in the company she decided that you know what i'm gonna make a halal kind of building so she she had a hotel built over a mosque say so this would give back to the community even more than it would if you built a mosque or a cemetery right i've never heard of such a so, <laughs> thing before i didn't know about this kind of thing so she's like she went to research all the, like the the religious rules and stuff like that right uh. whether it's possible and how do you allocate funds because it's not supposed to be like super profitable like trying to feed your own business but it's the whole point of it is supposed to give back to the community so your mom's job in a way is to 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 make sure that these things aren't so much like a money grabbing situation but to protect certain institutions and to eradicate it lah. yeah it's in between right because at the end of the day at the start people thought that it was only like what is allowed is is mosques and cemeteries they mm. didn't know how to go beyond that right so she's like why not but uh, within speci- like certain means right within within like regulation and stuff mm. so she went to research all this then a lot of people took interest yeah it took a lot of interest in this uh, I mean it's money making right mm. right so uh, especially like those in in the Middle East they're like we're talking about like deeds of the land like way 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 mm. back and they're like oh they've been doing this like mosque cemetery mosque cemetery for like hundreds of years so after the land acquisition act in Singapore I think that's quite a lot of land that was dedicated to this specifically uh, before the land acquisition act by like uh, the traders in like in the, from the Middle East you know like the Aljunid families all the Al-Sagoth families and stuff like that they trade spies they, like every, all that all that Haji Lane and Busora Street that that whole stretch is supposedly I think quite a lot of them are actually um, like like designated land holy land right I mean, there is a mosque there. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's like thinking, okay, why not? Why, why don't we make it a business out of it? Then, mm. then you can kind of reap more rewards. And again, like, you bolster the economy, the society, the people. That that's kind of what you want, right? Yeah, like give jobs, etc., etc. So, started researching that, and um, a prof from Durham University, I think, attended one of her seminars. It's like, you know what, um, how about you do a master's on it, do some research, right? I think this is very valuable. And then uh, she's like, no, uh, master's is just one year. Like, why would I do that? And I came back to the next seminar. She's like, you know what, PhD, go for it. Then uh, Moise kind of uh, agreed to it. So she got like everything, all expense paid for, relocation, family. And then I'm like, yeah, just go for it. Damn. So that's the reason why the whole family moved to the UK in 2007. How, how big is the family? Uh, just me, my sister, my dad, my mom. Okay, okay lah. So four. Uh, how long were you there for? Four years. So okay. initially, uh, Moise gave her two years, then two years back. So most of her research should be done in the first two years. And she kind of like, because of like books and stuff and libraries and, and all the people that she needs to meet can focus within the first two years and then that's mostly research 
and the rest is writing your thesis. So writing your thesis, final two years. So my mom rushed it because she would have to come back after two years, right? So we all came back after two years in two thousand and nine. Hmm. Yeah, that's not. That's like quite. Eh, no, two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah. So two thousand nine is quite short, right? Mm. So I'm back here. I just finished my O levels, and it's like, they're like, oh yeah, because the UK kind of scrapped the GCE GCE O level system, and started a GCSE system, where it's like thirteen subjects. So Singapore didn't recognize it because it was new. Oh, so you do it again. No, so I I I went back. And they're like they look at my set and like, what is this? Uh, we don't recognize this. I had to study for uh, entry exam for JC because at that point I didn't know what to do. Right, yeah. like like they, am I gonna go into a diploma or I don't know? Like, I need to pick a course. I'm good at math, good at physics. Mm. I'm just like, okay, you know, I try my luck with JC. Um, tried Meridian JC. Spent about two three months studying for their exam, only to find out that they were testing me like JC two stuff. Mm. I'm like what? Uh, UK is already behind on math, like by six months, versus Singapore, and you're testing me JC two shit. Like, there's no freaking way I can pass this, right? So at that point, uh, they they also told us like, yeah, all the JCs are gonna do it like this. You can try your luck with poly, right? Um, but then I was like, yeah, you know what? Even if I go poly, I also don't know what what, mm. what kind of course to do, right? Uh, my visa was still valid. My mom's like, you know what? Just Go Let's back. go back, yeah. Just go back, but you're going back on your own. Uh, so at age kind of fifteen, going sixteen, huh. once we made that decision, it was just like okay, three days later you're flying back. Um, try to sort out your own accommodation, right? I have friends there, still kind of studying there. You can kind of like crash with them, uh, but we haven't gotten anything like final or anything like kind of decision because we don't know when they're gonna leave as well, right? So obviously, because I've obviously been there for two years, I already had friends. So I had a friend, dude's from Hong Kong. Um, his family stays there. He brought up there. So he's like, oh yeah, I have a room. Uh, we normally rent out to like uni students, so you can crash there. So like, okay, I got my room set up. I have a place to live. Uh, so basically, at fifteen to sixteen, I took a flight on my own to the UK, set up my own bank account. Registered myself for school. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, just kind of thrown into independence. <laughs> okay, let me let me catch up with this. Uh, so when you got pulled out at Sec Two, you spent two years in UK. That Family. means you're Sec Four by then. Yep. And then how was like you joined a regular school or you? Yeah, yeah, public school. Public school. Yeah. And then life there was fine, normal, uh, typical yeah. fucking teenage life, lah. You stay, you stay with your... racism, yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Durham City, you can say it's more like a kampong. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows everybody. Small town. Yeah, small town. Uh, nobody's been ventured out hmm. anything further than the UK. At most, they spend... Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, the two years? The weather's fine. Is People, it really? The weather? <laughs> like, I mean, it's not hot. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's drizzly. Yeah. It's right, it's very dreary. Yeah. yeah, cloudy all the time, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. But and then, okay, so two years <laughs> there. And then, mom's PhD thing was done. 
came back two years later. Not done. T- time was done. Term. Her term. Like, but still be, meant still continuing to, to yeah. So she came back, and then you were in Singapore. So once you came back after two years, you were in Singapore for like what six months? Uh, less than that, probably three. Three months. Yeah. Tried out at the JC, didn't work out. Went back to to UK by yep. yourself, and mom was like, "Go for it." Yep. Is your mom like just pretty like free spirited? She's like, "Yeah, sure, go live your life, explore, no, see the world." Like, she's looking at like like what I'm kind of indecisive, right? Like. Uh. Like at that point and to her she's like okay you know what just do whatever you can score you have this opportunity to yeah, go just, you friends there yeah just try and score for A-levels and then maybe you can land yourself in uni over in the mm. UK right which is kind of like what a lot of people kind of want to do mm. and so we also looked into the school fees right you see um, after five years right being there without leaving the country for more than I think three to six months you consider a local, so you get local rates. Uh, okay. Which is interesting, right? Yeah, because it's like, so it's like easy. Three times more. Yeah. In like like school fees when you talk about uni, if you're an international student. Also, oh, this is like government stuff. Are like the price for all these like registrations and stuff like that. You're subsidized just because you stay here for three months. Uh, for five years. For oh, five, five years. years. Yeah. Five years without leaving more than three months, you're considered settled. <laughs> so okay, okay, you get okay. local rates. Yeah. Okay, but you were there for less than five. Yeah, less than five. Uh. And that's because of NS. Oh shit! Fucking NS, of course. Yeah. So okay, wait. So you're there. You're you're doing your JC. Yeah. You finish your JC. Finish my JC. Three, two years. Two years. Yep. And then you immediately come back. And then I'm like, you know what? I can work here for a bit, or I'm I'm applying. I'm applying to the UK, right? Right. And then. Uh, Apply, 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 and then got into Southampton University. Hmm. Right? Uh, got a few offers, but um, kind of spoke to the school, trying to negotiate, because it have been four years at that point, right? Not five. So after we came to a consensus, they said that, like, okay, you know what? For your first year, you can pay international rates. And if you don't uh, leave, enough, right, then the remaining years, you can end up yeah getting local rates, which is fair. We're still cheaper than international rates, right? So you got that, and then NS was like, almost like, no, you have to come back. Fucking. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. So, Jim so Journey you... started there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit, that was a one big yeah. life story for me. Like, right, that's how I started Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's how I started Jimming, man. Wait, uh, so you, you finished your JC, but you didn't manage to go to uni? Uh, I didn't accept. Because I would have to pay international rates for all four years. Then. And you still have to come back anyway, what? Yes. Fine. Right. Okay. So you come back, you go to army. What? Army, right? Uh, police. Okay, la. okay la, yeah. You do your stint. You're done. Oh, yeah. So then, what? So uh, you were a skinny <laughs> kid, right, back then? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a skinny kid. So, like, in a kind of like a village of, of racist folk, yeah. right? Um, who's never been out there kind of don't understand anything so there's obviously racism and stuff and I'm a skinny kid skinny Asian kid in a racist county mm. yeah you get bullied a lot <laughs> yeah so uh, picked up I mean I've always kind of like uh, enjoyed combat kind of sports right kind of like yeah so it's so a lot of contact sports right 
I did quite a bit of sports there, but I realized that I need to put on quite a bit of mass. <laughs> so a lot of contact sports like kickboxing, taekwondo, I think I did American football. Yep, but skinny kid, 45 kg. Damn, 45. Yeah. So uh picked up some dumbbells, worked out at the local gym, kind of started there. Kind of didn't know what I was doing, but like I, I was I was getting stronger at least. Standard, you know, like six pack shortcuts, my mm. chang. <laughs> eat whatever you want, just uh. eat a lot and then work it out. And then the only thing that you do know is just like a bench press, bicep curls, and like maybe just some go there anyhow, squats. Uh, yeah. Just like see what people do, then just do it. Just swag, uh, yeah. but. No plan, arms day on every day, chest yep. day when you feel like it. Then kept up quite a bit with contact sports as well. So so that's like the weightlifting kind of supplementing the contact sports. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you figure like you need to be stronger, but the main thing is yeah the, the sport, yeah. right? So kind of did that for a bit and then yeah, came back. Yeah. Came back army. Yep. So again because Singapore follows the calendar year instead of the like January kind of, to December yeah rather than like semester year right like uni does they kind of follow the semester year in the UK mm. so when I came back in like June 2011 uh, NS I got my letter right and they were like yeah you are you're enlisting in May next year <laughs> waste time <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so I was like, why can't I join in December? I was like, oh, that's the BP squad. They're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasted my time. Uh, started getting back on weights, right? Cause yeah, back in Singapore, you have no friends, right? Your friends from secondary school are all like mugging for exams, right? <laughs> about to do their old uh, A levels. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, that was when the SRC, the Sports and Recreation Center in Pasir Ris, just opened up. Wow. What was so, that before? I have no idea. Empty? I think it was just a car park. Oh, I can't remember anymore. Yeah, but okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so when they got that like um, swimming pool mm. and that first activity. Well, that was like, I went there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they had like the one year, not one year, like 100 bucks. Thing, right on the app or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Even prior to that, like when you pay two fifty, yeah, two fifty went entry. Correct, correct. That's right, that's right. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came back to kind of lifting weights. I guess there. Yeah, back then. Yeah, maybe fifty ish. Yeah. That's too lighter. Yeah. Kind of lost a bit of weight. Come back to Singapore. The the change in weather was quite bad. Like yeah. I had like nosebleeds for like two weeks. Yeah, and yeah. Like sneezing nonstop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and yeah. So I had like seven kind of, yeah, quite a, quite a long time, right? I had like basically ten months. So I started lifting weights again. Yeah. Got pretty strong. Uh, moved up to about sixty four kg. Not bad. Fifteen. Yeah. That's no. That's okay. Like. Yeah. That's very good. Yes. Yeah, and this was and you were eating lah. You were like yeah, bulking lah. And I was um kind of like, you know, following those like oh, I'm gonna eat chicken breast yeah, and like yeah. brown rice and broccoli and stuff, eating clean diets and stuff. And then I'm like, nah, nah, I can't take this anymore. It's not sustainable. Yeah, like you, it's healthy, sure, but like every day, every meal. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Then yeah, I kind of started getting back into 
boxing and MMA. Yeah, so I joined Evolve in mm. a year. About three months in, got my three tags white belt for BJJ. Oh, okay. Yep, and then they're like, you know what? Uh, you gotta do it for a bit more before you kind of move up to blue belt. Mm. Yep, but then NS started, so yeah. So, I mean, back then, obviously, I spent like three, four hours a day at at Evolve and mm. Far East first Evolve, right? So like my. And the fitness level was like through the roof. You're, you're prime, huh? you're young, you're fit. Yeah. yeah. I just kept going for classes and stuff. So, but I did really like boxing. So yeah, my first IPBT, like the 2.4. Like, and I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy who hates running, mm. right? But because of all cardio. that, yeah, all that cardio from like the three to four hours mm. a day of basically HIIT, right? Yeah. My first 2.4 was nine minute flat. Damn. So they're like, ah, oh, you like a track runner or something? Mm. I'm like, no, I just skip a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. That does yeah. something. Yeah. I got into a bit of calisthenics because the gyms in in camp were kind of. It's just about pull up bar. Yeah, and like bar, I think you know, um, they do have like gyms like bars and stuff like mm. that, but that's usually taken up. We got like two companies just sharing one gym, right? So yeah, that's okay. quite bad. Then yeah, just keeping it up, even in uni, uh, you need the cheerleading. Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. Uh, that that's another uh, kind of YOLO decision by my parents again. Uh. So in year one uni, right? So like, okay, first YOLO decision was like my parents like my mom's like yeah I'm gonna do PhD everybody's gonna follow me. Two years later comes back, and then they're like oh yeah you know what you still have your visa valid just go back and study. Yeah. Yeah, go back and study. <laughs> just on my own. Yeah. Okay, came back. Then uni started. Just like, what's this? What course is this? Material science engineering. I have no idea what it is. I probably just anyhow clicked on the drop down and got it. Mm. I'm going then to you guys. Okay. <laughs> That's all. That. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why? Just tell people you're over there. Yeah. Just the NTU engineering. Okay, you got into NTU engineering. Well yeah. done. Then uh, obviously you got hall right because yeah. NTU is like the other side of Singapore. We're staying in Pasir Ris. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> so I was staying in in, in Hall, right? Then uh, I think after the first semester, about a month into the second semester, maybe Feb, my mom was like, "You know what? I got a job offer in Malaysia. Mm. I don't think, given my qualifications, uh, I should be working for the government." Right, if you're working for a government, money, you yeah. get like a payroll, and then they mm, the go private. You go, yeah, that's you, where you, the money's at. <laughs> you go for a seminar, and then you charge like like two thousand seats, two hundred dollars per seat, and then that goes to who, right? It goes to the government, and it's not like you're gonna get a raise yeah, or anything, yeah. right? So people are coming in and out of like different countries trying trying to attend the seminars. It's like why why should I just like stay here, which I've been here for like twenty something years. So yeah, so she uh, went to Malaysia for a job. How long? Uh, five years. Uh, by herself. Uh no, with the I whole family. Again, wow. Yeah, so like I'm left now. Now they left me. Not oh, I left you're them. NS. No, uh, in uni first oh, year. Uni first year. Yeah. How old are you already? Twenty one. Twenty one. And I have a sister who just finished, like I think she finished her O levels. Right, I think about 
four or five years difference, mm. right? Then she started poly and she did not like what she was doing. So she's like, I don't know what I want to do biomed. Uh. And like, where are you going to do biomed? You kind of like did not study for O levels, uh. right? So she took a foundation year in uh, University of Nottingham. Okay. In Malaysia, uh. Malaysia campus. Okay. So they're like, you know, if you pass your foundation year and then you can you go. go to yeah. So she kind of skipped pre-university education with a foundation year. So when she got in, and then my mom's like, you know what? Um, I can like just move. And your dad's Malaysian. We can all work there. We can buy a house. Yeah, and that decision was made in like February. Right. Uh huh. And I'm like, so what am I gonna do? Like, who's gonna take care of the house? She's like, oh, the house is gonna be rented out. So like, uh, you need you need a hall. Okay. You need a hostel, and at that point, hostel is something that you fight for. All right. And I'm like, you tell me now, right. like towards the end of the semester, I've done jack shit. Uh. Right. <laughs> I haven't done anything to earn this. So uh, I think I picked up in hall like cheerleading for fun, uh-huh. and I was pretty good at it. So once my parents were like, "Yeah, we're moving to Malaysia. Get secure yourself a hall." I'm like, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna try for school team." So I went for their tryouts, uh, got into their B team, and then yeah, so I I secured myself hall. How does that, how does that link? How does being because. Now you're in school team. You are uh, in IVP. You're into varsity player. IVPs uh-huh. have priority. Priority allocated slots. Huh. So again, gaming the system, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So gaming the system and yeah, so that's how I got in in a sport that not many people kind of prescribe to. Hmm. Then I obviously had to stick with it, right? <laughs> All the way throughout I mean, my got, I mean, you have to already. Well, like, I mean, but it worked out, ma. Cause parents are gone. Room is uh, house is rented out. You need a place to stay. You found a place to stay. Yep. And you you found it by doing something that you enjoy. That sort of like yeah. It all worked out, lah. Yeah. But okay. uh, it also was super time consuming and injurious. Mm. So towards the final year, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I also I was also with the golden generation mm. of like cheerleaders. What's uh, what's appealing about cheerleading? Like, what made um, you want to join? Was it the like you don't strike me as someone who is particularly very like um enthusiastic? Like, I fi- I figure like you need like that kind of personality to be a cheerleader. Yeah. But is it more of just the calisthenics part of it? I think it's more of the satisfaction when you achieve a stunt. It's like you know how you you try to do a trick yeah. while skateboarding, right? Keep trying, keep yeah. trying. And then you finally succeed. Uh, so you have satisfaction. Like, I've been there. I've done that. I'm good enough. Right? I've acquired this skill. Right. And I can do it any time now. And then there's the next level up, next level up. Interesting. Yeah. So it it's not so much like a performance sport as much as what people think it is. It's more of like a, like a different kind of, kind of performance. Like, like not, 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 not to perform in front of everybody, but like uh, it's a skill set. It's right. It's it, some something lah. Right? Yeah, it's it is something. something. Yeah, and there's difficulty levels. There's yeah. a scoring system, transitions, and everything. So it's it's an it's an athletic sport at the end of the day. Right. It's not just for show with like pom poms and everything. There's just a very like small portion of it. 
Do you think that this mentality that you have of how you wanted to keep doing the thing until you you managed to like you this mentality of practicing until you manage to do the thing, right? Yeah. Did this come from cheerleading or was this something that you learned? Before, like way before right? like even in like contact sports right mm. like there's a couple of like submissions you want to do mm. BJJ you've never tried before you got your standard go to like rear naked joke guillotine mm. right but have you ever done like an omoplata for, mm. like, for example right like how do you execute that mm. like in the spur of the moment stuff like that yeah that's true that's true that is true like even though you know how to do the move it's another thing to execute the move yeah and then somebody always has a counter to whatever they want to do you Correct. just have to catch it at the right moment the right time yeah from one transition to another transition it's chess man yeah it is chess it's fucking <laughs> human chess I love it so much man. I really love it I really need to get back into it yeah and you bait the guy in dude I've been a white belt for like 7 years <laughs> I started 7 or 9 years ago I can't remember like my friends are all like almost brown already yeah. oh damn and I was like I I don't know why my journey the jujitsu gods have not been kind to me. <laughs> when I when I when I started I, I got distracted with work uh, so I couldn't go and then when I quit my job to go, uh COVID. Yep. And after COVID I went back to a trial upon my ACL. Oh shit. After ACL then that's how I sort of went to the gym and then Ah, uh, okay. Right. I still wanna get back into it. La. I feel like it's, it's something that I will always do. It's fun. It's fun, it's then fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I also stopped contact sports because of cheer. Because there's uh, no contact sports in uni. Like, you've got your interest group like Muay Thai, which is not something that I wanted to do. It's not sustainable, so I feel. Yeah, I did BJJ, interest group, everybody sucked. <laughs> you need iron to, to. You need iron and iron, right? To, I mean, but go. it was good to experiment on newbies, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just like. Hmm, okay, I'm gonna try this new hold. Let's see how it works. I saw this on Instagram, we try and do it on you. Yeah. But it was all no gi. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. Because yeah. obviously gi is quite expensive. But yeah. then again, those people that who joined, they have Just like... wearing like some baggy t-shirt or whatever. Yeah, like. yeah. So, I mean, it also didn't give me any points in hall. There's like a membership fee. You just got, to you rent study, rooms. you got time, you got stuff to do. I mean, studying, I kind of didn't do much of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was cause of cheer. I mean, we're talking about like six hours a day. Uh, on like a work day on a school day yes. not like a weekend uh. yeah we're talking about like 6pm but then isn't how how does the, how the schedule is I mean how is the schedule like, like okay so it's to supposed school? to be after school right yeah so it's it's maybe starts at 5 maybe at 6pm yeah, plus 6 hours yeah so you end at like midnight 1am and then like all those strong guys are pretty damn fat cause yeah you need to be big right mm. but the culture is go to training after training go for supper and then all drinking la, fuck. yeah usually la. I mean like on a Friday or what yeah hey, we got next day, go then for school. me it's like okay now I've gone for training right okay I've now had food I need to slot in the gym oh damn so at 2am I'm hitting the gym till 4 uh. right luckily my hall is quite near the Nanyang CC so it's walking distance <clears throat> Anytime fitness So Back Back asleep At like 5-6am And the whole cycle repeats I wake up at like 3-4 o'clock So I literally Don't go to school Okay Wake up at 3-4pm Yep Cause I go to sleep At 5-6am so, so you're just a full time Cheerleader Slash 
Jim Bro lah. Then yeah. No school. <laughs> how do you how do you pass or what? Like so like, luckily for engineering, right? They hold quite heavily on like your midterms or your exams. Just like midterms, maybe like forty percent exam, sixty percent, right? Mm. Yeah, that 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 happens. So you, I'm not ready for midterms, MC. Damn. So sixty percent is now hundred percent. And usually we don't train during the exam break because yeah it's exam yeah, break it's right people are busy yeah so we're talking about like so then you chung ah uh, yeah I I learn thirteen weeks of lecture is this normal is this what people do there um or is it just the chill or is it just you uh there's a few others that kind of do it like me because if if people are if the cheerleaders are are like you know working out uh practicing six six hours then going yeah. out to drink the next day they go to school right but you don't. I yeah, they go for class uh. I mean like some of them are like dying because they go for like projects and stuff yeah. like that right but then again it's project based right so okay they just say that most cheerleaders are not from engineering ah. right they're usually from uh, humanities NBS stuff so the like that the curriculum is a little bit different yeah so for those who are in engineering at least half of them just flunk right I've known a few that just like fail some have dropped Either that or they just quit cheer because they're gonna kind of get they kicked out of school. Yeah, right? And then those are the smarter ones that kind of keep up with everything. Mm. And then there's people like me who's like, has the attention, like a short attention span. I can't be, I could go to class, but like, then again, I don't want to because there is no value in it. I feel like you've got like profs from I don't know where with weirder shit accents who has no idea what they're talking about. Because at the end of the day, we have past year papers, mm. we have a uh, curriculum to study for, right? And then at that age, you are just, and you're you're involved in something that you feel like it's beneficial to you, you can see the growth, you're enjoying it. Why would I want to study when I can do this instead? Yeah, right? I didn't have a, like, a, oh, I want to get first class honours, you yeah, know. Like, you want to be able to it, do the thing, the triple somersault, what you might call it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I didn't see, like, at the end of the day, as long as I get my stupid... 24k piece of paper right mm. that's all I'm in it for I, I don't like studying mm. things that I don't want to study nobody does right yeah so the goal at the end of the day was just to pass okay and that was sufficient to pass we we're talking about like three days worth of studying for one module there's like a whole day of lectures a whole day of tutorials a whole day of passing papers go in come out I passed we're good yeah but, but there's a few that I kind of like should have emceed but I didn't probably woke up too late or something and then just flunked mm. right then I had to compensate for studying towards the end <laughs> yeah yeah I mean standard yeah price to, the price to pay lah right yep okay so let's talk about gym talk about gym bro yeah. <laughs> we digressed a lot <laughs> but very interesting Um, so okay you you you, you worked out before army you worked out during army you worked out during uni yep and then after uni it's just been a habit lah right you've yeah, been working out for like half of your almost most of your life already lah at, yeah. at this point trying to fit it to work um, kind of figured it out in 2018-19 like what worked so now you're just gymming there's no other is there anything else I mean you still do like extracurricular yeah nah like, do you, no hobbies no. right like the, the cheer people are still doing cheer which oh, I feel like they have their own team there's outside teams but there's like I mean again they're, they're, to me they're like children uh, okay. they're just 
they're stuck. You know, some people just get yeah, stuck. Stuck in the school life. I yeah. get what you mean, yeah. Yeah, so so they haven't moved on from there even though they're like 35. Yeah, that's okay. It's quite ridiculous. Uh, and the amount of drama that goes on because mm. of that that level of mentality, right? Obviously, what comes with it, right? The level of mental maturity yeah, yeah, yeah. that comes with it. And then you're in an environment with people who are just like that. It's just going to be like... Self-fulfilling. La, it's just going to keep yeah. going on. I see. Okay. Good. Good that yeah, you left yeah. that space. I mean, it served you at that point in your life. I mean, sure. Yeah. When you were young, when you were like, you know, wanted to, to have a community. Correct, correct. And then that chapter has closed. Just up. in a different phase of life, right? Where yeah. your priorities are different. It cannot right. be just cheer mm. like yeah that's fun but that's about it yeah right you want to surround yourself with people that kind of push you forward and propel you into the next phase of life so what's your fitness goals now if there are any um it's more of maintenance uh i guess when covid hit because i was like making good progress and stuff like that and then uh covid hit then uh, i was just running right and then jump some pull-ups and stuff in the fitness corner lost a lot of weight push-ups uh, this kind yeah. of standard shit shit I bought I bought like all my <laughs> kettlebells and all this kind of shit like yeah you try to get it back right and then I, I went I went kind of full-blown trying Home to get gym. it back yeah uh, I think also because of the time that I had so uh, I, yeah, I really had so much time uh, I quit my job to do a data science course mm when that course started when COVID hit mm. so now I'm when I finish that course we're talking about like, like there's phase one phase two right so I'm jobless it's phase two mm. what am I gonna do I'm gonna apply for jobs and work out <laughs> so had a lot of time on my hands bulked up from 64 to So, like, <laughs> 10, 20, 20 yeah. 64, 64, huh? 16 kilos. Okay, how long? Um, July to December. Six months? <laughs> Fuck, I took one year plus to gain 15 kg. Eh. And I eat like a dog eh, and I still, like, okay. And I fucking eat like rubbish, you know, just to like, yeah, put oil in my my rice. So, kind of shit. I had a routine where I would just cook like a like a whole kind of like pot of rice mm. throw about 300 grams of minced beef um, just fry it over the pan yeah. and then 6-7 eggs throw it in mash it all up put some soy sauce stick of butter just eat it for the next few hours yeah. and then after that I'll wash it down with soft drinks Damn, and that uh, couldn't. That does not sound. Yeah, good. and uh, it's half a dozen of uh, filled donuts huh. every day. So it's dirty, lah. You're just doing it super dirty. dirty. Yeah, but you feel like shit there. That's the yeah. the bad thing about dirty balking. I, try, I mean, I've done. I did. Level. I did dirty balking because it's the easiest, the cheapest, yeah. the f- most fun way to do it. Right. Correct. Yeah. I still like wow, I want to feel like shit every day I want to die so, yeah. <laughs> every McDonald's I want to throw up eh. <laughs> but yeah that was how I got to 80 and I'm like okay at this point I'm hitting about 4,005 uh. right like, I can't push it anymore yeah like how blend am I supposed chicken, to eat blend anymore? your chicken and drink you know that's the next step really <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what well, am I just gonna snack off like a stick of butter yeah. every day right like it already sucked having to eat that much force yourself to eat that much yeah 
I can't push the bar anymore. So I'm like, okay, there's a limit to bulking. So let's try go back to maintenance and then cutting. So again, this is experimenting, right? right? Like what are the limits of how long you can bulk for? And I tried again in 2021, right? So got back to 80 again. Cut down to 71 or 72. Uh, got back up to about 79, 80. Cut back down. So I'm like fluctuating between like 80 and 70 most of the time. That's a huge fluctuation there. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so bulking and like the way, the training method, right? Mm. Volume. So standard push-pull legs before, then bro split five times a week. Then I decided, you know what? I just need more volume. I don't need that much rest. Life happens. I will need to rest anyway. There will be a day where I cannot gym, right? And then I just resume again. Mm. I'll take that as my rest day. Or if I feel like shit, I'll just, you know, come in, do some mobility exercises, stretch, get a pump, and then leave, mm. right? You're not doing like crazy damage to your body. It feels like active rest, but you're still coming in to do. That's the first time I heard this eh, when you when I, when you first told me about how you don't have a rest day. Yeah. But it makes sense because <clears throat> when I first started, I did push pull legs six days. Yep. I was gay camp. I wanted to to go all out. I wanted to fucking like build the body, right? Yep, yep. Not sustainable. Time. Yeah. I had the time, but I didn't have the energy. Yeah. And then I changed. I experimented. I went from push pull to bro split. Yep. Bro split works because you're killing one body part a week. Yep. But then it's not um, effective because you're not hitting it twice a week. It's so not enough I, volume, right? Yeah. yeah. So I went to push pull legs, Arno. Yep. So I did push pull legs, shoulders, arms, chest back. Right. But then I didn't have enough rest time between the upper body parts. Ah, okay. So like it's like I do push, after I rest legs, then I just straight away do chest back again. So I only got one day to rest to do yep. two like major body parts. Yeah. So I was again tired, not sustainable. Now I'm doing push pull legs, push pull again, but one of the push day, push two and pull two is more shoulders and arms focused. Okay. So at least I hit all the body parts that I want to twice on a and I'm doing less um Kind of like one heavy, one light day, right? If you, yeah, yeah. If and I'm doing, doing less of the same thing. So oh, like yeah, say yeah. if I do um, pull-ups, yeah. I don't do lat pull-downs. As, you know, it's the same thing. Oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah, the same but, movement. But I may I still do pull-ups because it's important. Um, it's like <laughs> it's like if I do, um, you know, the seated roll cable oh, yeah. versus the, the one in front of the Smith machine, the yep, pull-back. Yep. So it's the same thing. Where I'm still doing the same thing, but twice. Right. So I just cut that out, you know, I filter it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I just stick to the major, the main ones, uh, the yeah, old yeah. school, can't go wrong, <laughs> poop, you know, that kind of standard shit. Yeah. Uh. yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. Feels good. I don't need two legs day. I do my butt stuff on arms day, which right. is pool day number two now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it gets complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you just find what works for you. Lo. Correct, yeah. And the thing that works for you is this it's six, just, seven day split. I mean, it's a four day cycle. Right. right. So instead of like chest, uh, back, shoulders, arms. Shoulders, arms. Uh, shoulders, one. arms, legs. Legs. Yeah. So this is on repeat. Forever and ever. Until I if it, say I need a break, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I take a day off. I fall sick. I don't know. I need to go out. I'm busy. Yeah. I just take the day off and then resume, right? I don't wait until like okay, I need to restart the whole cycle. Mm. I just like you okay, just continue. Just continue. Resume with like back there, right? So if you you do chest back. 
okay, let's say this has been going on for like a month already. Yeah. You want to take you want to take your off day, so you're on chest day. And the next day is back day. You take yeah. a rest. Yeah. And then the following day you take back again, right? Yeah. You don't do chest again, right? You don't yeah, go don't back do to day one, again. right? Yeah. So it that, makes sense, eh? Yeah, I mean, if you think about how much rest you, you get... You rest three days or three, four days or? For each muscle group, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, even if you extend it by one, all muscle groups rest by one extra day, which mm. is beneficial instead mm. of, like, you cut short one, folks, and then, like, you have, like, a week for the next, right? That's interesting. And you're, you're there every day. I mean, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> That's true. We, I mean, you, the people who are at the gym every day have no life, uh, right? I, mean, yeah. I have no life, so I'm just there all the time. I mean, <laughs> I'm there yeah. for like two, three hours. <laughs> if I do cardio, I'm there for like three and a half hours. Eh? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Do you do cardio? No. I hate it. I hate it so. I control my diet. I mean, like, we talk about, like, uh, cardiovascular capacity. I guess I have the genetics for it because my dad runs a lot. Like he does Ironman marathons Damn. and stuff. He still runs. Yeah, and is your family relatively like fit? Like historically, yes. My mom Genetics. was a cross yeah Damn. Cross, cross country runner, and my dad has been man? to <laughs> Everest Base Camp at forty. Ooh. So yeah, we got Boy, the endurance genes. My sister doesn't even exercise at all, right? Six pack. <laughs> Ten click run, fine. Wow, I can't. Eh. Yeah, I think so, like. I three click is like half, like twenty minutes or <laughs> half an hour. Yeah, dude. You know, yeah. It's like the recent IPPT. Um, obviously, IPPT. I obviously don't train right every year, right? So, I think when I was at eighty, when I was bulking, right, I ran at ten minute forty. I think my best is like twelve pass. <laughs> I think it's a well, genetics it thing, right? I feel. I don't come from a line of athletes, that's for sure. <laughs> a lot of my uncle and uh, like grand, like whoever, all got like fucking cancer. Or they smoke a lot right. and shit like that. Okay, yeah, but I'm hoping to break that shit. Like, you yeah, know, create the new set of genetics. I mean, you should, right? <laughs> tell me about. Tell me more about your diet. My the, diet. The first, uh, when I asked you about this question, you told me that you. Yeah, and this is during fasting month. Yeah, you ate w- during the breakfast seven a.m. Yeah. or what, what, five a.m. Uh, right, five a.m. Yeah, five a.m. before it starts. Okay, is uh, five to six eggs scrambled, obviously with butter, so it's more palatable. Obviously, right? obviously, yeah, without a question. Yeah, so that that's my meal. That's it for breakfast. For breakfast, and I have like maybe half a liter of water. Uh, a cup of coffee and then maybe some pre mm. uh, and then yeah shower <clears throat> in the gym okay gym okay you fast blah blah and then at night time where I'll start prepping my food which is about 400 grams of beef okay Ready. 400 grams of beef and I'm sauteing mushrooms as well 100 right? grams one uh, whole, one yeah, whole tree, yeah. One whole tree. There's a lot, yeah. One whole tree of mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, it shrinks anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, but, but like, again, you can't be eating beef non-stop, right? Yeah. Without like something to kind of, kind of cleanse yeah. your palate a bit, right? <laughs> Just ground. <laughs> yeah, so you need to cleanse your palate a bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's fine. So sometimes, obviously, family has some stuff. Like, I don't know, like some snacks some or random, some... Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
just just so you don't like piss off my, like your parents yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have a bit you know just yeah, like yeah, I bought yeah. this and you don't eat them yeah so <laughs> yeah and then mostly washing it down with water I do that maybe I mean uh, cause girlfriend duty at the end weekend right when you're free finally cause there's obviously like gym work and then breakfast and then prayers and stuff you, you, your day ends at like 10 and you have no time you've been busy the entire period so going out with girlfriend uh, during the weekend you also want to eat what she can eat right mm. you don't want to be super strict so that's like in a cheat day so Monday to Friday is kind of relatively keto yeah and then maybe Friday night if you got if, if kind of free and then can go out like break fast with my girlfriend and or maybe Saturday, Sunday then those days I'll eat mm. yeah, higher carbs yeah, which so far works because this is kind of like the diet approach it's called carb cycling so previously uh, when my girlfriend was in Malaysia last year obviously I don't have any obligation over the weekend right so it's just two keto days one medium carb one high carb and it's good because you get to fulfill your cravings as soon as you get them what do you mean? So like say uh, You've done Two keto days Like no carbs Right And then you're like Shit on the third day Like fuck I want to drink bubble tea It will hit you <laughs> For sure Some some carb craving I just want to eat noodles Or like uh, I want to eat some donuts And stuff like that Like it's clearly High sugar high carb You've been without sugar For a while So Day three is medium carb You're like Okay I'm gonna eat normal I'm gonna save this for tomorrow mm. on, a, on a fourth day Define medium carb it's just like one plate of rice, one noodles. I mean, you would generally be eating medium carb uh, on a normal day. Right. Like, if you're not dieting, you would be eating something okay, that and what is... what is high carb? High carb like is... Like 10 loaves of bread, that kind of shit. High carb is low fat. High carb is low fat. So you want to push your carbs up. We're talking like cereal, rice, noodles. We're talking about sweeter drinks. We can have dessert. Pizza uh, is a bit high fat. Ah, so, that's true. Yeah. So what is so what is low fat with? Okay, so uh, on your high carb days, what are some of your meals? Oh, I have like my breakfast starts with oatmeal, right? Right, protein powder, good shit. Don't know why many people don't do that, mm. right? So high protein, high carb, and then lunch can be like rice with something, right? With a protein. Uh. Yeah, with a protein. And then uh, you can always try to hit your protein count. Again, that's the reason why I throw in my protein powder. You only have so much you can eat, mm. right? To try and hit your protein count. Then, uh, yeah, you have your rice, your noodles, and then you're like, shit, what you really wanted to have these past few days is something probably like sweet drinks. You're gonna have like a bottle of Coke, some bubble tea, some cheesecake, I don't know, ice cream. Mm. Go ahead. Right, because what's likely is that you've staved off for like two days, maybe after having that craving, you're pretty much gonna be done with one medium bubble tea. You're not even gonna finish it. That's true. That's Half a, a psycho- psychological thing as well. Yes. Because you allow yourself to you delay that gratification, and yeah. when it's time to actually do it, you kind of don't really want to, and you won't overindulge. You don't overindulge. Because right? the moment you want that bubble tea, you're gonna order like that extra large at the ten bubbles or whatever. Yeah. But then if you wait it out the next day, you kind of don't have it, but you still get to have it, so you yeah. just drink a small cup. So you, you give yourself like a day to think about it, to kind of plan it, mm. right? And it's not long enough for you to go all out. It's the, like not going 
shopping when you're hungry lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you were to do like a standard keto diet, right? They would have a refeed day on the seventh day. So it's six days of keto, seven re- seven days of refeed, and the mm, refeed carbs. is high carbs, right? That's the general approach of a keto diet. So that seventh day, a lot, and I can say a lot of people just go all out. We're talking like two, three bubble teas, mm. and on, and usually the people who are on this diet, they are people who really want to lose a lot of weight. Right. So it's against crash dieting, right? And they're they're at that weight for a reason, right? Because they. They, they don't really have that discipline or control to put them in a situation where you stave them off even longer than they normally can handle and they go all out then that throws their diet out of whack or maybe they can last maybe for like a month and then they're back to their normal weight again hmm. right it's crash diet so it's not effective no because they, they lose it they get it back yeah because you are you are you're not it's not balanced yeah, right? it's not sustainable you right? starve yourself but then you eat like a dog on the last day it's the same as eating yeah. small meals and every day eating like normal every yeah. day right yeah okay so again this kind of diet style where you go two days keto and stuff you can maybe figure it out you can start off slow right you can just maybe do one like three medium carbs mm. right and then one keto day to start off with mm. and then you add one more keto day but because you add that one keto day you can have that high carb day so we're talking about like long term caloric deficit we're not mm. doing it by day we're not talking like oh I only have to hit I have to hit 2005 today and then that's it like mm. we're talking about weekly monthly like overall long run right if you average everything out mm. and also this kind of like there's something called well I again this is bro science right bro science of course bro science uh, it's like metabolic banding it's like how I would describe it uh. you your metabolism will increase to compensate for the high amount of calories you're taking in uh-huh. which is why you going to a buffet more. you're not gonna destroy your diet right once a month you're, you're not gonna suddenly get fat because you took like I don't know 4k cals that day because it's working it's not like getting used to the amount of food exactly you eat where then your right. metabolism adjusts to that amount correct which is why I don't really like the idea of sticking to a calorie range like 2005 every single day that doesn't give you variability that's interesting right it right. sets so your body is like okay anything more than that you're, you're, you're it's, yeah you're setting itself up for failure right mm. interesting I've now that you mentioned this there are days that I remember oh I need to hit my goals or whatever so I just yeah. stuff myself I'm so full I'm so like I'm so full right? I don't want to eat anymore but I still eat I force feed myself yeah and then that, that was when I was seriously bulking yeah then when I started to like cut like quote unquote cut right yeah I went to do cardio and all that kind of shit and then I felt like my weight increased I was like hey why is it increasing even though I'm eating less and running more then when I started to adjust myself back to just eating normally, eat when I'm hungry, uh, and try and hit as much yep. as I can. But then if I'm not hungry, I'm not gonna force myself because I, I don't want to torture myself anymore. Yeah, that's right. And then I start to feel myself getting lighter. I, I, physically wise, I feel more energetic. I feel more um, awake. Yep. I'm not like carb crashing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sluggish. I'm not so full anymore. So I do feel that the metabolism does sort of adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Bro science approved. Bro science proof. Intuitive eating. Intuitive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Eat when you're hungry, don't when you're not. Lah. Try to hit a decent amount of protein. Yeah, I mean, like, you probably yeah. feel it, right? If, yeah. if you don't have enough, you'll probably be sore a lot longer. Yeah. You take more time so to recover. So you still need it. Yeah. It's just that, uh, yeah, maybe on Sundays you, you don't, and Sundays you do. So you yeah. still have it in your system. Yeah. But you're not like cutting carbs out entirely. That's exactly. ridiculous. But at least you still have energy on certain days, and your body adjusts according to that. Yeah, exactly, and it's the same concept as to those who are diabetic, right? Mm. Yeah, so those who are diabetic, they they've been consuming so much sugar that that they are they are like insulin levels go out of whack, yeah. right? For for a long period of time, it's not able to regulate. Yeah, so why would you put yourself in a situation where your body doesn't have to put in effort to regulate? Right, so That's you true. want some banding in there, which is why like refeeds are important because like your insulin levels will probably have to adjust according to your glucose consumption, your carbohydrate consumption, right? If it's been low all this while, how's it gonna react once it it gets hit with like a bunch of sugar, right? At the end of like two weeks, right? <laughs> uh, what are some of the from your experience, what are some of the worst foods to eat? And what are some of the best foods to eat? Foods. Foods. Yeah. I wouldn't say there's any worst or best food, but there is a uh, hierarchy mm. for protein bioavailability, right? This is legit science. This is no longer bro science. <laughs> okay. okay. So, yeah, not- I'll sip properly. Should I sip properly? <laughs> Should I wear my tie now? <laughs> right. Pull on the safety glasses. <laughs> We're Good going science, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, so not not all proteins are created equal, <laughs> right? So there's like your meat, fish, and chicken. Obviously, red meat being the best, because right. uh, we're talking about like okay, protein breaks down to amino acids, which are the building blocks of what you need for repair. Yep. So the there's bunch like I think there's twenty something amino acids, right? that are out there that's available so you want that variability and that availability at the same time right so meat has the best and yes. it's fish and chicken which are kind of a, kind of on par fish has more uh, like one of those like omega oils right so they they are pretty good but at the same time they're also higher in like heavier metals because of mercury it, whatever yeah of the diet and stuff like that and then goes egg obviously has good vitamins and stuff with the yolk so um, yeah so try to get it like with the yolk as well not just egg whites and then goes into dairy so that's that's the realm of protein powder and that's why protein powder should never replace uh, proper foods proper meats it's a supplement because it's from dairy so dairy is not as good as meats right and then the last one is plant-based so we're talking about soy so tofu, yeah, shit. so all Beans. that stuff that's that's shit protein. There is protein, but it's not good protein, right? It's not what you need. So it's it's lacking in quite a bit of amino acids. So as a bodybuilder, or say for example, if you wanna build your body right and recover, you wouldn't rely on that protein. Mm. And this is why I feel like vegan bodybuilders are oh. a sham <laughs> here we go <laughs> yeah 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 so there's there's a lack so this 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 is the science bit so like this there's a lack of like uh leucine and isoleucine and mm. valine so which you can supplement from bcaas but where are they coming from yeah they're synthesized but derived from where so it may not even be vegan at the end of the day that's true that's right? true 
nothing is purely 100% vegan. Someone, something has to die what, for you yeah, to yeah. get so that nutrient. You need to derive yeah. it from somewhere, right? It's inevitable. Or, or from dairy, right? But if you're consuming dairy, you can't say you're vegan, You right? still need to capture the cow and like milk it and torture yeah. it every day. So it's still, it's still <laughs> like, you know, you're not eating its meat, it's still alive. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. the vegetables that you have have, pers- have fertilizers that kill thousands and thousands of insects. So where's the line? And what and do what you do you cross? It? Yeah, what do you draw it? Yeah, exactly right. The moment that we are born on this earth already, we are going to carbon footprint already. So yeah. Wow, you want to save the world? Kill yourself? I'm going to jump down now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an extreme way of talking, of course, right? Of course, yeah. I get right. it that some people want to try their best to to not um kill or whatever. They that's mitigate fine. it a bit, right? Fine. All I'm yeah. all for it. Whatever within the means. Yeah. Right? Sure. Live that life if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but again, not as sustainable as yeah. if you ate like a steak or if you ate something that really has all the things that you need. Again, we're not herbivorous creatures, right? Mm. At the end of the day. We are, what's the word? Omnivorous, omnivorous yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's the same as same concept as like, yeah, you actually don't need carbs. Mm. Like, like specifically, you don't really need carbs. Like keto can work for, for humans, right? What you need is fat. Where is fat coming from, right? So and where is carbs coming from? Carbs mostly come. Do you think you get carbs from like a steak? I don't really think so, right? <laughs> so it's, it comes from vegetation. So you, you don't really need it. It's actually the opposite. You can live without vegetables. <laughs> but with every diet, there is people that agree with it, and yeah. then there's people that don't agree with it. Yeah, there's but pros and cons. There is no one diet that ever works. Yeah. The keto has benefits for weight loss, I'm sure, but it yeah. also fucks with you because you're not eating any carbs and you feel like shit. Exactly. Tired. The carnival diet, sure, but like, where are you gonna get your fiber? You're gonna, you're how are you gonna shit? You know. Yeah. The caveman diet, how are you gonna sustain that when everything is processed? Exactly. Just eat within your means, within your Moderately, moderation. Yeah. You want an ice cream? Get an ice cream. You want pizza? Get a pizza. It's not gonna put kill in, you. Put out more than you put in, and that's how you lose weight. It's yep. easy. It's like that is also. Legit science, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Calories in, calories out. Yeah, right. Just manage that, lah. Yeah. And then, sure, if you want to go the high road and try and save the animals and all that, then all you know, sure. But you know, we we live in we live in I the mean, real world, lah. Yeah. This is how it is, and like you, there's gonna be McDonald's and there's gonna be KFC. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know how you're gonna survive if you wanna be so angry about all that now. Capitalism, right? Yeah. <laughs> but people want to be outraged, lah. You know. Yeah. Just, just want to be angry for the sake of being angry. But I do have a lot of vegan friends and people that want to try and be healthy and save the world. I mean, being part of the yoga world, so there's going to be people like that. And I, mm. and I, some of them are nice people. Yep, yep. Uh, I, even though I may not agree with them, I don't really want to fight about it. And some of them also don't really want to fight with me about exactly, it. It's just a right. choice that they make. They don't have to tell people about it. Yeah. But then some of them do. Then, ah, right, then, right, then right, I gotta, right. you know... It's a really a you do you kind of situation. Yeah, you do you, right? right. It's you yeah. do you. But um, there's this joke about how um, how do you know if how can you tell if someone is a vegan? Have you heard this joke? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> to know if someone, how do you know if someone is a vegan? Is they will tell you about it. Like exactly. it's the first thing they fucking tell you. Like do you go out to eat. Oh, sorry, I'm vegan. Or oh, it's on their IG. He, she, they, them fucking pronouns and then vegan right there yeah like, yeah it's everybody knows that you're vegan so yeah it, it's become a a fatter it's become it's, a I, something cool to be cool to a be uh, what you want to identify as it's become uh, political <laughs> think about yeah, it it's yeah, really it close 
It is, uh, it is. But again, as a disclaimer, you know, if you want to eat what you want to eat, just eat it. Just right? eat. Just eat. Just fucking yeah. eat it. Don't have to be so. If, if high you think there's like it. some health concern, then do something about your health. There's no one, one diet that's gonna work. Like yeah. Yeah. If you got high sugar, cut out sugar. I'm not asking you to be a vegan. Low blood pressure, eat more sugar. Fucking yeah. yeah. Plus and minus, simple. Yeah, exactly. Right. You mineral deficient. Yeah. That that comes to, <laughs> that comes to blood work, right? We were talking about it, right? Yeah. So get some blood work done. You can find uh, what you're deficient in. Mm. Yeah. Provided that you have a doctor to be able to interpret those results. Right. Uh, what are your What are some of the supplements that you're taking? Uh, right now. Nothing really, mm. right? So like protein shakes, maybe every so often. If I'm not every so often, you don't do it every day. Uh? No, what? I, I eat mostly chicken, beef, fish, uh, eggs. Every so day. just straight, old, just straight good old fashioned food. Just food. So you only supplement with protein powder. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, because once I mean, if you eat enough, you hit it already. What? There's yeah, no need fine. for more. And people think like mm. you need to hit like a specifically high amount. I mean, it's it, it that's a general guideline, right? Like it's not gonna work for everybody. If all you know, like protein powder is obviously dairy, right? You're gonna have like yeah, some protein gut farts, issues. Uh, yeah, I hate yeah. Right? At the start, I got a lot of farts, man. It dehydrates me like mad, man. Mm. So like, if I have it, like obviously you only have it when when you're about to go to sleep, right? Before you go to sleep, that I haven't hit my protein count for the day. I'm gonna down this. Right, I do that. I wake up. I get bloodshot eyes. Mm. Like it's dehydrating. <laughs> it's quite bad. <laughs> okay. Right. What about like uh vitamins, that kind of thing? Nothing. Ah, uh, nothing. I think just fruits, veggies is good wow. enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that is true. What if you have your vitamin C from your orange? You have your fucking whatever vitamin from your apple, and and you got your broccoli and your fucking whatever, right? Yeah. You don't really need to supplement. The supplement is just if you are lacking of it. Yeah, exactly. But if you have a full-on meal, it's fine. Diversified, varied diet. It's fine. It's fine. And 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 you would think like, oh shit, I need to get like thousand like mg of like vitamin C every day. It's like, uh, that's what like the documents say that you should have. It's like a recommended daily allowance right like that that's how much you should be taking but you don't necessarily have to some people function better with less vitamin c can have yeah stomach issues because of the high levels of vitamin c you know you can get vitamin c poisoning Hmm. you can get (laughs) poisoning from (laughs) too much of anything yeah anything in that everything in moderation uh exactly so to each their own right how their body responds and unless you really like like look at it under the microscope blood uh, take all the measurements you won't know how well it affects you and how you respond to all this right yeah okay food diet supplements creatine of course creatine I I mean some people think uh, it works really well yeah some people think oh just put it somewhere where it doesn't vibrate. I'll uh, just put it in my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> put it on the table or something? <laughs> yeah. Right. So creatine, I think, depends. What do you mean depends? Isn't that the most researched uh, fucking supplement out there? Yeah, but it's for that one extra rep out of 12. Isn't it supposed to help you retain water and 
grow your muscles and all that kind water of retention is more like a side effect mm. right uh this is where the science comes in <laughs> the legit one yeah the legit one all right <laughs> tell me more <laughs> okay so creatine generally is an increment in creatine phosphates in your bloodstream right so you need to or, or, or where it sits in your muscles so you kind of want to like not just supplement it you want to saturate it as creatine is present in red meat not enough for it to have like the most benefit to your body right do you need it not really is it good to have yes it's good to have so what it does is um, the recombination of ATP, the primary source of energy in your system, right? So instead of going through like anaerobic respiration through Krebs cycle and stuff like that, to reproduce more ATP, which is yeah your your main energy source, or moving or weightlifting. Or, ATP stands for uh, adenosine triphosphate. Okay. Breaks down to ADP, adenosine diphosphate. That that split from ATP to ADP produces energy and that energy is what you use to whatever function that you want to do, right? So that they would say that the limiting factor is energy levels in a muscle, right? Hmm. Not just strength. Like for you to be outputting the best, you must have the most amount of energy before you go into lactic acid production, right? That's how you tire out, right? Lactic acid's anaerobic respiration mm. so you need oxygen for all that so for you to get from ADP back to ATP you need to go through a, a huge process right the recombination creatine being there makes ADP go to ATP almost instantly mm. so now you have more ATP again right so that's the logic behind it right over performance you want to maximize your energy levels your capacity to move weight so we're talking about like it's marginal but that marginal amount can make a vast amount of difference but who's going to be ending up using that hmm. that margin that last 2% that left last 5% like are you really going to get that uh, extra 13th rep out of your 12th right how many people push to that 13th rep hmm. more likely than not you're just going to stop at 10 hmm. right if you fail at 12 right because you want to do a bit more mm. and then you go back again you go back again so at the end of the day I feel like overall volume still triumphs over this unless you're obviously a, a performance athlete where you're talking about like I'm going to one rep max this the little then, inch helps yeah little every boost. little bit helps that's why they fret over equipment right can you elaborate more about your volume thing that you mentioned right so especially when cutting right uh. So uh, what people don't uh, realize is that when you're cutting, you have low energy levels. What you can 10 rep, you're now 6 repping. Because you're putting in less. Yes. So you have less fuel, essentially. Yeah, you have less fuel. So same concept, right? Right. So at the end of the day, most people just do their normal 4 sets. Like, okay, shit, I do 4 sets. I do 6 reps. Well, I used to do 10. And then they stop there. But then your overall volume has decreased. And they're like, shit, I need to cut down even more calories now so that I can be at a deficit. But not knowing that during their workout, they're actually cutting volume. So by cutting volume, we're cutting out output. So therefore, you have to cut input to continue losing weight. 
Uh, let me think about this. <laughs> so when you are cutting, you have less energy, so you have less output. So then you need to cut less input and maintain your output. Yes. Right. So then, if you used to do twelve reps, yep. And now that you are on cutting and you're weaker, you can only do ten. That means you need to reduce the weight and still do twelve. Is that what you're saying? To maintain the volume. Or you could do one extra set. Ah. What's stopping you from doing one extra set? Wouldn't that cost more energy? Yeah, you'll be doing. I mean, that's the point, right? To have more energy that's output, true. right? So Don't cut your output, because if you cut your output, then you're losing gains, ah. Huh? Yeah, you're losing gains. Number one, and when you're cutting your output, your your input output flow, your your deficit is gonna be less. Right. Each time. So, so you're gonna have to cut even more on your food. To maintain that weight loss progression. Oh, this is this is a science, eh? This is. <laughs> I mean, it's simple enough, but it's also like so complex, eh? Yeah, so it's like four sets of twelve. Say burns two hundred cal's, mm. right? Then four sets of six because now you're tired is gonna burn half. Right. Right. Hundred cal's, so now your 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 difference is hundred cal's, but now when you're taking in. Like say two hundred cal's, it kind of offsets, right? Two hundred, two hundred. It used to, but because now you're tired, you're now consuming two hundred, and now you're outputting hundred. The difference is now negative. Yeah, yeah, one hundred. So you. So now, if you add one more set, it might be more. It might be one hundred fifty. Yeah, exactly. But you still, but it's still in your favor, lah. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to cut as much food intake. Oh. And I I feel that's why a lot of people kind of like progressively have to continue cutting more and more cows to a point mm. where it's ridiculous. So it's like a thousand two, and they're like, I can't sustain this. I'm mad hungry. Yeah, like that's because your output is shit. You don't realize it, but you've been cutting your mm. output. Therefore, you have to cut your input. Interesting. Yeah. Even cut the 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 plan for cutting also. You have to change everything. Yeah. Change your sort of like adjust your Workouts. routine. Yep. Adjust your diet. Huh. Are you are you cutting or bulking now? I mean, I was cutting during Ramadan, so I'm ne- I went to like a kind of maintenance phase where obviously there'll be like foods that I haven't eat before mm. post higher I just wag right. Yeah. Then about a week plus in, so after that I'm probably gonna cut a bit more. So my weight has gone from seventy eight prior. To about seventy two at the end of Ramadan, so now you're seventy two. No, not now. Oh, so end of Ramadan about seventy two point something, just below seventy three, and after Hari Raya and that week, right, I'm sitting at seventy four. So uh-huh. I'm talking about only a one kilo gain. Okay. Right. So this is maintenance now, like this is comfortable. So now you're seventy five. Seventy four. Damn. So I'm relatively lean, yeah. but I also want to be leaner. But now I have like water intake and stuff yeah. like that. Like like, although people say like oh, calories in, calories out, and uh, the timing, food timing, different uh, types of food timing doesn't matter. It does. It does matter. If you are eating like at twelve midnight lah, before yeah, I mean, bed. Yeah, like you can't be eating at like like ten a.m. and then working out at midnight, right? Yeah. And like all your energy is all expended, right? So fluid intake, diet timing, like specifically carbs, I guess. What uh, what are your 
What time should you eat breakfast before you work out? Oh, okay. <laughs> what I'm saying. What time should you eat before you work out? At least two to three hours before. So if you're working in the morning? Yeah, like, fine without eating. Uh, or maybe I, you want quick carbs. Yeah. Like sugar. Sugar's fine. So just... Just have something sweet, something easy, easily digestible. Hmm. I used to... I don't like to eat before I work out. Yeah, I hate it. Because you feel full, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I, I remember hitting a point where like I, I didn't have energy. So so I went to get pre-workout. Yep. Gave me energy, but didn't give me... Uh, I Okay, I categorize this as... Carbs gives me fuel. Yeah. But the pre-workout gives me the push. Yep. So even though if I have the push, I got no fuel to push. Right. So after I bang one out, yep. I'm sitting there for like five minutes because I got no energy to go for right. the next set. Okay. So then I started to uh, make a protein shake before I go. Right. Like a banana, cup, a bit of oats, which is the carbs. Banana, I guess, is the carbs and the whatever. And I, f- I feel full because I literally I drink it and I go already. So I'm thinking like, try drink it. An hour before, or maybe I drink less, or... Yeah, but if it's in the morning, you have to wake up earlier, right? Yeah, that's why. So I think training fasted is fine. Mm. Uh, maybe it's something that you want to get used to, or have some quick carbs. What are some sugar. quick carbs? Like, what? Uh, it's candy, gonna, yeah. Yeah, it's candy is fine. Mm. I mean, how 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 much is going to affect you? Yeah, like, that's true. Like, if I eat one fucking, like, bite of a Snickers or something. Right. At least it gets me out, like, gets me going. Yeah. Or maybe sometimes you just want something in your stomach. True. It doesn't have to be. I heavy. guess fruits, lah. Fruits are easy yeah, enough. So okay, okay, okay. Bananas, I guess you can have some fruit at the start. Mm, okay. Yep. Maybe right. some. Yeah, you can put sugar in your pre workout. I mean, to me, pre workout. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, what pre workout use? Uh, shatter. I think it's muscle tech. I usually go for taste because she can make your own pre workout. So you don't need pre workout. Pre workout is more to make your workouts feel good. Okay. That's about it. Uh, I mean, yes, it feels good, but it also so it gives me a little bit of a boost. Yeah, that's caffeine. Yeah, that's which, it. but you see, there's a difference between like caffeine, caffeine, room, room. There's a difference between caffeine, caffeine, like drinking black coffee and and pre workout. So caffeine gives me focus. Yeah. So I can like read, I can write, I can like focus on something. Mm-hmm. I'm in the zone, but then something in pre workout, I don't know whether it is the caffeine or not. Is the is the feeling of like I can push, so right. I physically feel like I'm I'm raging. Like, right. Argh. Okay. So and some pre workouts give me that, some don't. That's the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So you need to see its contents. Right. At the end of the day, um, they throw in a bunch of shit. Mm. Some have creatine, but I think uh, they don't need creatine. But they all have creatine yeah. inside. Yeah. It's just a kind of. Just a thing, or like no, hey, it's we just got this cheap shit yeah, for them yeah. to bump up the weight that's about it mm. so that they can think, hike the prices yeah. right by week but yeah so pre-workouts yeah a lot been through a lot tried this tried that yeah yeah what's your best Um, that you can kind of like you kind of like yeah. right don't crash too much I realised that what I go for in pre-workouts for the pump right things that make your muscle kind of feel full mm. feel strong the other aspect is like alertness mm. which is the caffeine part and beta alanine mm. so I'd say that that itchy feeling that you feel 
I have yet to feel that, but I've heard people feel that itchy ear feeling. Itchy ear, ants crawling on your face, yeah, that's yeah, a bit yeah. alanine. Yep. So the, these are the main ones that you want in your, your pre-workout. Okay. And some people, some, some formulas, they just mess with the ratio or they just say like, oh, this, I don't know what blend, mm. like a uh, neuro blend or something like that. And they put Whatever, la, just the, their trademark brand. La. Yeah, and they don't, they don't list out the, exactly. yeah. the amounts, right? So I have to just look at reviews or see what people yeah. say. So you don't know what's in it, like specifically. Like, so how much beta alanine is yeah. in this? How much uh, creatine is in this? You just tell me it's a blend and the total weight is like 20 grams. Yeah, what's like, that supposed okay. to mean? Yeah. So is this all creatine? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I've tried like maybe... I, I've tried two pre-workouts. Yep. The GNC one, which is all right. And then this one is the Jinx one that I have. Oh, the, the curse. Uh, the curse. Yeah, yeah, the curse yeah, one. The curse is okay. And then though sometimes they give you little packets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what... I forgot what brand it was. There was once I tried one. I had the best legs day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the best like workout ever. But I don't know what brand that is. Uh, but I, I, I know that f- it does give you a little bit of a perk. Like a yeah. little bit of a push. Yeah. Okay. Could be vasodilators. So like, uh, you know, some that has citrulline, some that has arginine, mm. or like, I think BSN has something called NOx, so it's to, to boost the nitric uh, oxide seen, production, it, yeah. right? So that's what these, these are for. So these are vasodilators. This could also be the reason why you feel better. They dilate your blood vessels. Mm, more oxygen. More oxygen, more blood. Okay. Right? Perform better. So you were saying that you can make your own pre-workout yep if you provide it you kind of know what the ingredients are and it's like science right you need to make certain powders together yeah so the thing that you need to be wary of is serving size because an idiot in the UK killed himself killed himself with caffeine <laughs> right so you go what buy caffeine pills he bought caffeine powder uh. and he tried to weigh it himself but caffeine is the form of milligrams and he uh. used like a kitchen scale uh. So a dude took like, I don't know, 50 grams of caffeine instead of 500 milligrams. He had a fucking heart attack. La. Yeah, and he died. Yeah. yeah, so like that's the, maybe that's why you have to be wary la, if you want to mix. Okay. So you can have like tiny little bottles that have like their own serving size so it's easier to calculate. Yeah. So for my pre-workout, I use like one plain vanilla like muscle tech shatter kind of pre-workout. Tastes good, has your base caffeine has your uh, normal, basically normal, it's a normal pre-workout, right? People keep looking for like the best pre-workout. You can always bump up your pre-workout based on what you want. Where do you get it from? Shopee or is it? iHerb. It'll be mm. cheap. Okay, I'll try it next time. Yeah. So on top of that, I'm adding um, citrulline malate. L dash citrulline, is it? So not specifically just L citrulline. So citrulline malate, it comes with it's a 2 to 1 ratio of L-citrulline and malic acid. So apparently this is pretty good. This is where you get your nitric oxide boost from. So you take that as a pre-workout? So I add it to my pre-workout. And it's a pill or it's a powder? Uh, it's powder. It mixes pretty well and I add glycerol. Glycerol usually when I'm cutting. What's that? So, uh, again, performance. <laughs> Damn. The When you're cutting, you cut carbs, right? Mm. Why do you think you can't perform anymore? Not just carbs, right? It's just, it's also water, right? Mm. Your, your muscles can't hold enough water for it to perform as it does. 
because it doesn't hold that much water again it doesn't hold enough salt okay right yeah so we're talking like you need x amount of water x mm. amount of salt to continue to maintain performance that you used to when you're taking this amount of carbs once you take away carbs your water your salt all they all drop mm. so how do i maintain water and salts without the carbs how do you maintain how do you maintain water and salt without the carbs all these powders yeah so you yeah. take glycerol so glycerol kind of like feeds into your muscle for better water retention mm. so now you have increased water you take in your salt and now you perform what about iso iso uh, what do you call that isotonic isotonic drinks are more of because I bought the powder so because I feel I wasn't retaining my water yeah I was peeing a lot I drink a lot I pee a lot and yep. it's all like in and out I wasn't retaining anything yeah yeah so I, I bought like is- isotonics to help to hydrate myself yeah is that similar in a way in a way uh, but obviously after taking in glycerol you're not gonna hold on to that water for too long mm. uh, probably too much throughout the system everything. yeah which one of these are uh, shattered, eh? shattered yeah Try that's it. okay it's quite reasonable yep. 40-ish it's about the same-ish oh, I'll try it next time yeah you can try the different flavours taste, taste is okay taste is pretty good so far I like the, the cursed one the cursed yes. pineapple pineapple yeah pineapple, oh, I love pineapple, pineapple. pineapple tastes very nice no don't get the grape I got the grape the that's... blue blue colour one uh? no it's purple so it's grape and this is like weird aftertaste there's always a weird aftertaste it's cool. uh, like I, I, for some reason I feel like the cut, all the blue color flavors always have this bitter, weird, yeah, yeah. chemically taste. Yeah. And they're standard. Like any pre-workout fruit punch, just tastes like cough syrup, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always sold. All the good flavors are sold out. That's yeah, why you end up with the blueberry out. and fruit punch. <laughs> yeah, I used to take a pre-workout that was that's now off the shelf. Like it's Muscle Farm wreckage, right? then suddenly it stopped production and then I don't Kill, know so someone died on it huh? probably <laughs> uh, that's why it was a good pre-workout uh. <laughs> true like she was too good man uh, what are your thoughts about steroids steroids um, most people get on it just because they're frustrated their progress mm. or they just want to win Right, it's not even getting bigger or getting better, but like what defines better and bigger, right? Mm. Is a competition, and then you win said competition, and then what's next? The scene in Singapore is pretty crap. So what if you win this competition? There's another competition, and then another one, and another one. How long are you gonna abuse your body, mm. right? And also because it's so taboo, to a point where there's not enough education on it, right? So most people just take whatever other bros say and mm. then they crash their endocrine system and they can't produce their own tests they lose their hair they fucking get string their balls and yeah, stuff like that yeah pretty much so uh, from I've spoken to a few people who obviously regret taking it and they can't be off it anymore they can't be off it so yeah. they have to keep taking it they have to keep taking it as in this it. is steroids or testosterone testosterone yeah, or steroids have just like screwed over their liver or kidneys yeah. right that they now have to take for more so they have supplements to take testosterone um, supplements which yes. is like over the counter or like injections it's injections they're prescriptive 
prescripted yeah. but not illegal lah. They're yeah, they're legal, legal lah because it's like a medical thing already. Yeah, it's officially like you've, you've screwed yourself up. You now need this. Okay. Yeah. So some of them, I guess, probably decide to sell whatever they that's been prescribed. Mm. <laughs> I'm guessing, right? That's how this goes around. But isn't it um, healthy or oh, not healthy? Um, safe to just take TRT. Uh, TRT has to be dependent on how your body responds and how much. So most people go into like bodybuilding and want to win, right? Yeah, they take like bro's advice, just like just inject five hundred mg of T, right? Mm. And then and then you you you're good. That's your base. And then they start throwing like Tran, D ball, Deca, mm. whatever that is, right? That that that's the 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 usual old school drugs that they'll be taking, right? Mm. And then. Usually it's a TRT that destroys them because they're taking too much, ah. so they wouldn't know how they would respond. And you may some people may not be just don't need a lot. Some people need a lot, mm. but in doing so might crash their whole like own production. That's true because you you're introducing something that is already not within the body. Yeah, and it's then the body is reacting right? to it. Correct. Yeah. So their approach is usually to follow advice, but what works for other people may not work for you. True. For all you know, again, there is a whole genetic aspect on yes. how your body responds to these drugs. It might not work for you at all. There's a surprisingly large amount of people who are taking and still look like shit because they don't respond at all or, or even worse they just respond and their response is side effects just 100% side effects none of the good stuff mm. then it's something that they cannot get off or once they get off they've kind of crashed something else and need to start taking other stuff like, like you know the, the issue with acne right mm. so some people get acne and then it goes out of control when they're off as well so the only solution is to take Accutane so Accutane is like next level like it's basically like pesticide for acne and destroys your kidneys mm. right so it's such a high like like detrimental kind of hormone injection that yeah fixes your acne but now your your kidneys are fucked mm. so you have to supplement for that as well right so it's that that's where Singapore's at, I guess. Mm. You don't really have a a, a drug guru. Because it's it's still under the table. I would say. Yeah. But I guess in this world, in this bodybuilding world, it's sort of what you have to, the next level up. You wanna yeah go for it. So the scene has to grow. Yeah. For it to be a bit more established. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just shooting up in the toilet of some from some guy yeah. that is like again giving you bro signs. Huh? And then where are you gonna get your syringes from, right? And then what's the likelihood of infection? So I've heard stories of those like full on having to go to the hospital, probably a dirty needle injected. Anyhow, I just fucking anyhow Yeah. Hmm. So again, then there are those who are like, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna inject. I'm gonna take orals, mm. right? Then those may not be Tesla, but it might be like your, I don't know, Decker D ball, yeah, stuff like that. Pills, right, orally. But then that goes through your your, your gut, right? Goes through your liver, goes mm-hmm. through your kidneys, and that's quite bad as well. Okay. How long do you cycle on, cycle off? How yeah. long do you take it for? All this information is just you have no idea who you're gonna ask if there's no legit doctor to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. But the doctor's probably gonna say, "Yeah, you can't 
it's not allowed. Do you are you aware of any natural ways of boosting testosterone or any kind of like natural? I mean, steroids. Um, testosterone. People say zinc, so uh, it's one of the kind of like building blocks for for like how you produce testosterone. I'm aware of that. Yeah. So this wife will be like, oh yeah, I just have some oysters. They're high in zinc. That's why your yeah, libido you will increase. Far. Your libido will increase for you <laughs> taking oysters, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, sleep, mm. stress levels. Uh, those are important on where your test levels are at. And then there's uh, herbs, right? Some of them say like, oh yeah, I just take like ashwagandha extract. Uh, start taking tongkali. Um, yeah. Right, yeah, or like some some people say take turkesterone. Mm. Heard of that? The the t u r k testosterone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. what is that? Uh? it's a root, right? No, is it? Oh. The, basically, it's insect testosterone. Okay. Which is like what the fuck? <laughs> it's chemically what synthesized. Is... Okay. Right, so it's 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 hormones, right? Yeah. That the insects are using. Okay. Yeah, from from what 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 I read up, I can't remember. Okay, I mean, so but hey, if it gives you that little boost, <laughs> and uh, people are just like, yeah, this is natural, right? This oh, what about Viagra? Some people put that in their pre workout, so. I don't know. Because it's a bl- it's a blood thing, so right? Yeah, it, gives, it brings blood to your. Your junk. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how how that's gonna work. I think there's obviously side effects. I'm right? sure. So how how detrimental is it gonna be? Is the the risk the reward? True. Mm. Right. So it's yeah, definitely blood flow. Because although people say the cock is a muscle, it really isn't. It's an organ. It moves like an organ. Like it's mostly cartilage that inflates. Because blood goes there. Because blood goes. Because not is it a muscle? It doesn't contract. It doesn't contract. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not a muscle. It's like an ear. But an ear. Doesn't inflate. Yeah, because blood doesn't really go in, unless you have like you know like a cauliflower ear. Ah. Blood goes in there, it can't go out. Yeah, and it just solidifies. Yeah, so that's your ear is basically a dick. Whoa! It's just it doesn't have the natural inflow outflow of blood, and that's what your dick produces. Other than a, a nerve ending and extended uh, urinal tract, but that's about it. It's a very interesting insight. Uh, interesting pr- perspective. On Thursday, <laughs> in, in preparation for Phallic Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, interesting. Yeah, so that's 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 my take on steroids. I mean, like, sure, you do you, but what what are you trying to achieve here? Is it worth the risk? Mm. Right. I had a fr- I I know someone who took it a long time ago. He just got very angry and he didn't like it. I guess you know makes sense. Yeah. But it's also like, yeah. Is is it worth it? Yeah, is it worth it? Like, what 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 do you gain from it? Like, it's how not much? a bad thing. Like, people do use it like yeah. for competitions, and I get it. It's useful, definitely useful, but just risk reward, lor. See where you at yeah. in life. What do you want? I think you you know Larry Wheels. Mm. Yeah. He he got a lot of side effects, though, right? Yeah. Like, so he was quite open on what yeah. what he was taking. He had like a a whole discord I think mm. over what he was taking but uh, he had an interview with somebody I can't remember but is was, it that guy with the tattoos I think so the guy that always goes around Natty or not that guy oh no, no, no I've no. seen that on Instagram reel or something 
I think he said something along the lines of like out of everything that he took like drugs and everything like recreational drugs like meth like cocaine TRT is the worst Tren oh Tren Tren was the worst yeah Tren just made I've seen this I heard of this I, I saw this clip of yeah. him saying that yeah so I'm like yeah Tren sure I guess it gets you pretty big but like the twins uh. yeah Tren, Tren <laughs> twins 5 foot 2 and like just the meatball jacked ball. and angry and like they're like swollen eh but to what end right like Rihanna. I guess social media and like exposure but the, how long is that gonna last unless you're like Derek from more plays more dates and mm. you start establishing gorilla mind your own blood testing facility mm. doing coaching and stuff then then is he yeah. is he natty no no right yeah no I mean like he was blasting and stuff like that so he's on only on TRT mm. now I think so that's more the educational stuff listening to him because mm. he it's also it's also a lot of science a lot yeah, a, a lot, lot of, of science, science. Yeah. I saw the whole Liver King expose for like half an hour just sit there watch yeah. read all the emails <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was hilarious man. <laughs> and the audacity of the man who yeah, just man. sits there and it's like Liver King is not natty and he I'm rich I'm, I'm what I'm like I don't know what fight he's talking Nine about. ancestral tents. Yeah, la, <laughs> come on, man. I hate that guy so much. Yeah. He's so full of himself. But a lot of people just work on a lie, right? Mm. That's what they put out. But not in this... I feel like, again, it's in this, in this industry or in this scene where, you know, when you look at someone on Instagram and you see like, wow, it took you six months to get here. Oh, yeah, and you're natty. Then I'm fucking working out two years straight already and I, yeah. I'm not like that. So like, oh fuck, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, You're not portraying what is, how you really yep, got yep. That, that thing. A lot of them are like coming out and saying like, oh yeah, I'm actually not that. And it's not even a big deal. Like nobody yeah. cares. Like just be honest about just it. Just be realistic, yeah, just be right? real about it. Yeah. yeah. And some people, you look at it, you, you confirm no, you're not. La. Yeah. <laughs> but some of them like, also like, you can't tell. I, I don't know, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, like you could get like, nothing but side effects and like none of the good stuff mm. you could be on like the guy who doesn't look like he even mm. lives is on yeah yeah so you never know lah but you do you like you want to be able to see like a realistic progress yeah you, know? yep. you want to be able to see like is this real or is this none of this is real Everybody, if everybody's yeah. on steroids then of course I'm oh then this makes sense if this I'm, makes sense yeah, yeah. And then, like, like you, you compare yourself to it aspire to have like yeah. a, a body of a certain type right so yeah. you want to see whether that's achievable yeah. without all the exogenous stuff mm. that other people are taking but you also want to be realistic it's like am I not putting enough hard work am I doing something wrong because at this stage where I'm like two years in three years in I'm not I'm looking not like growth. that yeah. right yeah and uh, that a lot of people, especially the young folk, they make a lot of progress and they think that well, the moment they stop making progress, there's something wrong. Yeah. Something wrong. I need a new coach. Mm. Something's wrong with my program, etc., etc. I'm just like, the reason, actually, honestly, whatever program that you're taking, you're a beginner. Mm. Slightly, every single lift is going to be a PR, dude. Was there a point in your uh, journey that you plateaued for a bit? Yep. And then mm. I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just take time off and then mix things up a bit. Mm. It's like, okay, my bench kind of sucks now. It hasn't gone up in a while. Why don't I take time off bench? Let's do something else. Mm. Right? What are your, what's your plan for, or what's your advice for progressive overloading? 
um, stick to the few exercises. You don't have to overcomplicate things. Uh, start off with like obviously compound and then isolation and then like some of the accessory work, mm. right? So if you plateau, it's more than likely it's not the the main muscle group that's limiting you. Mm. Like for example, bench, right? It's not. It's probably not chest that is stopping you from benching more. It's lats, it's, it's triceps. Yeah, it's lats, your triceps, it's your core engagements, your yeah. positioning, stuff like that. So how do you work on these accessory right. work, right? So like a very, very prime example was uh, a bench was at, I think, 120 in 2018, 2019. Like that's my PR. Then I tried to push it up. managed to get to like 125, 127.5, even after bulking and all this, right? Mm. Then I just decided, you know what? I'm just gonna stop. I'm gonna start weightlifting. So weightlifting, obviously, you can't bench because it'll tighten up your pec. You lose mobility overhead because it's too tight. What do you mean? You weightlifting, you can't bench. Like Olympic weightlifting. Oh right, right. right? So you 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 don't want your your chest to be tight and kind of limit your mobility. So right. you stopped. I stopped benching for like a good year. Okay, but you still bench, bench. Or you don't even you never you don't it's in, you don't bench press. You do, no, I don't bench press. You do all. dumbbell bench? Uh, dumbbell? No. So what do you do for chess? I just did some cable stuff and some dips. Flyzer. Yeah. Damn. And that was it. That was it for my chest chest work. Uh-huh. Right? So after about a year I came back with an extremely strong core. Uh-huh. So being off a year of benching my bench oh. went to 135. That's a... Like a 10kg yeah. jump from not training bench. Interesting. Okay. So that's, that's just like a prime example of like how something else mm. getting stronger will probably help with a specific movement, right? Whatever you're lacking, because it's like more likely than not when you, you fail your bench, it, it probably moved in a mm-hmm. certain manner. Or you, there's a form collapse somewhere, and there's a reason for that form collapse. Oh, right. There's a weakness in the, yeah. in the link. Something is yeah. yellow. Favorite um chest exercise, or the one that gives you the most growth, for you. Growth. Um, I would say. Incline Smith with pauses. Pauses at the middle. Yep. The pause, why Smith? Why Smith? Yeah. Because it takes out the variability of control. And why? Barbell. Uh, why? Why? Why incline? No. Uh, why u- unilateral? Is it bilateral? Why is it one? Why is it one? Because you, you want to take out the variability. You want to focus on chess. I don't want to focus on my rear delt. I don't want to focus on stability. Uh, which focus you on do that with, without using the support of the Smith. Yeah. So, incline, incline Smith, and doing pauses on the second half of this, so like on the way down. Yeah, that's fine. You can pause at the bottom, uh-huh. and then pause halfway up. So okay, so. Uh, okay, up. Yeah, from, from the go, top, go down. Down, pause, touch, pause. Pause, pause at the bottom. Pause at the bottom is touching. Yeah, it's touching. Obviously, pause. don't let it relax at the bottom. Yeah. Pause at the bottom. Pause, pause halfway, halfway up. Halfway, 90 degrees. Yep. And then up. And then 
push it up. And then pause down again, 90 degrees. Yeah. Pause. So that that works because number one, there's control on the mm. way down. There's right? tension on the time. Tension. At the bottom, it's stretched but tensioned. You're not relaxing. I see. But the, the, the biggest one is that last one. The one that's halfway up. Yeah. Because at that point, that's usually a sticking point for everybody. Right. And at that point, there's not you can't use triceps, you can't use shoulders, you can't use anything but chest to mm. push it up. Like you can like wiggle in whatever way you want. That position is hundred percent chest. Mm. Like there's no way you can get it up without contracting your chest as much as you can. Hmm. You can try it out. <laughs> yeah, I've never done incline on the Smith before. I've always just I've never. I done one incline on the barbell, but I didn't like it because like I felt like uh, I preferred the dumbbells. Right, right, yeah, Because yeah. generally the 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 it's just awkward because it's like yeah the range of motion is there, stuck here. And it's a know? straight bar, right? And a straight bar, yeah. So if you want to do anything, it kind of shifts around. With dumbbell, you kind of can rotate. Yeah, you can rotate it. But the Smith, it doesn't matter as long as the bar goes up. So yeah, you can be using... able to push forward or push back wherever you want to exert the force. Right. Right. It's just going to go up, right? Right, right, right. doesn't really matter. The more efficient is to just push up. Where do you bring the bar down to for incline? Above the nene? Yeah, yeah. Right? Above your nipple line. Okay. For, for normal bench, you want to hit below. Below. Yeah. Or around there, are still yeah. at, but below the... It's below, because you're going to arch a bit, right? Yeah. So it's probably like... Do you do tricep, uh, close grip? Close grip, I bed? used to superset the skull crushers. Okay. So skull crushers yeah. first and then close grip just to burn it out. But generally not, you don't really need it. How so? Because I started including that. Um, need this, there's all the cable work and stuff. But mm. if, say, for example, you are already hitting chest, mm. right? And then you want to hit triceps. You kind of want to hit triceps on their own. Mm. You don't want the limiting factor right. to be chest. Uh, it's more likely than not that a close grip bench after bench is just gonna... Not bench after bench, la, like on like push day number two. That kind. Right. I guess you could. But I like the Smith, Smith incline thing. Hmm. Yeah, I think I only added it like two years ago. And it really added a lot of mass. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you get the striations right down the center. Because a lot of the time you cannot get like the the center portion of the pack, right? Because say like if you set up slightly closer grip, uh, at that movement on that second half of the push, you cannot use triceps because of the way it's stacked. Right? If it's going up, it's very difficult for you to use your triceps unless your elbows are a bit back or you can flare out as much as you can. Mm. But it's likely you're stuck here. So for you to use pec, you kind of have to to push it out. You have to use Mm. your pec and go full range so that you can lock out because it's narrow. So you get this kind of contraction all the way. Like the flies. uh. Yeah. Okay. Try it out. Yeah. that, That works. Thoughts on bent over rows? Barbell bent over rows. Yeah. Because uh, I heard the, you know, the guy with the long hair, the Asian guy, Eugene, the YouTuber. Oh, right, yeah, right. Eugene Tio. 
yes, yes, the Australian guy. guy. He was saying that bent over barbell rows don't really work the back as much, but it's more of a lower body and a core thing. If you really want a wider back, you just do your pullbacks with the machine. Because that mean, is yeah. a bit more isolated, which when I heard it, it makes sense, but you still need both. Yep, yep. Everything has to work in tandem yeah. with each other, right? You don't want to have such a small waist. I mean, at the end of the day, what, what's your goal here, right? Are you mm. trying to push to put on mass? Are you very, very specific in where you want to put on mm. mass? Right? What What's a more natural movement? I've always struggled with bent over rows because it's always like, do I do it? Do I touch the ground? Do I lean forward? Do I lean back a bit? Do I bounce it? You know, do I bring it to my hips? Do I bring it to my shoulders? Uh, to my chest? Whatever. All right. So you want to have the most natural movement, which is probably uh, about a bit more engaged. Which is what you told us the other day, right? Yeah, the yeah. little like lift up. I right, just posture up a mm. bit because if not, you'll be too far over the bar. You lose balance, and then you use kind of destroy your mm. lower back. Because at the end of the day, you just want to overload and contract. It might not be the best. But it's a good way to overload, mm. right? It's like those, like you know, lateral raises where you go super heavy, you do partials. Yeah, mm. those are effective because you're overloading the delts, mm. stuff like that. Yeah, so it works in overloading. But it's not like the, like you need this and you need that and you yep. need that. You need and everything of everything. Uh. It's a natural movement, right? Yeah, it's a pick up the thing from yeah. the ground kind of movement. Uh. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's a supernatural movement. So that's how kind of like all the muscles work in tandem with each other. Because hmm. if you were to go like super specific and say like, I'm going to isolate the this particular part of the lat, then it's going to suck, right? Because something else is going to be lacking and then you have to put attention into that item that is lacking. Okay, the rear delt's going to suck or like the lower traps are going to suck hmm. now because all I did was just a lat pull down. A singular arm, very kind of specific lat pull down just to build the lats and everything else around it's gonna be like lacking hmm okay that's why I feel like uh, the best leg builder is still the squat uh, I don't squat lah. I feel like I don't squat I don't deadlift right, right yeah I bench but also sometimes I prefer dumbbell but I sh- I take turns oh. right, alternate right. Uh, I tried squatting a few times always hurt my lower back so I just stopped squatting okay. I just do hack or I do Bulgarians right and then for deadlift I feel like lower back lower back also and like I don't It it's more of a burst kind of movement right. so I don't like I don't know I just f- rather do pull downs okay yeah okay. thoughts so you rather do that control time and attention kind of yeah. movement, right? Yeah, because hypertrophy would. I mean, yeah, right. Muscular damage, right? Like mm. tissue damage. Yeah, that's kind of what it, what you want. I know. Maybe I just don't have enough core back then to brace when I was doing those things. Yep. Yeah. Maybe and like when I I went, I did like a deadlift. I go and play with someone's deadlift. Yeah. Like two days ago. I could do it like without feeling any pain but it was just like one rep like yeah, for fun yeah, yeah. but it felt nice it felt like you know maybe I'll include it in it's a couple of months yeah see if I'm ready yeah I mean like similar to the um, 
bent over row, yeah. right? Deadlift, squat. It's a it's a very good way to kind of overload. Yeah. In a in a like a full body kind of workout, right? Although it is more like back centric or leg centric, it's it's. Do you? It, sorry. Yeah. Finish. Oh no! It pushes your your kind of like central nervous system to overdrive. Do you um put bent? Do you put the deadlifts on legs day or pull day? Legs day. Mm. And I always squat before I deadlift. What? Eh? Oh, okay. Yeah. Can squat. Because if your lower back were to die during squats, that's more dangerous. Interesting. Yes. So what if your legs kind of die during deadlifting? You're just gonna drop the bar yeah. down, right? Yeah. That makes sense, but it's also like, isn't that a lot? Two compounds in one day. It is. And it depends on, again, your work capacity. So your work capacity is also dependent on your central nervous system. So kind mm. of how much volume you can take, how much push you can take. And that that takes time, right? Mm. So although it's like, it may not be a workout for your muscles, mm. but it is a workout for your central nervous system. And that is the one of the reasons why powerlifters may not look so big, but are super strong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be strong. I just want to look strong. <laughs> but I do need to be strong for like certain things. But like, I feel like I'm strong enough for day to day survival. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, again, different objectives, right? Yeah. Some people just, I mean, they can say they're strong, but yeah. like, are you really strong? Mm. Like, so powerlifters are strong in three movements. I mean that. Oh uh, yeah, finish. Go ahead. Three move. Oh, those three are. Those three are oh, like, okay. like you ask them to do overhead press. It's unlikely that they can do like even close to how much, like maybe even fifty percent of how much they're benching. Mm. Right. I mean, there are a lot of guys at the gym that don't look super strong, but are super strong. Yep. Yeah. It's a numbers game. Mm. It's always about winning. Just being better, lor. Like you feel good when you put more weights the next time more. And there are those who just want to be better than mm-hmm. somebody else. So just competitive. Yep. It's uh the gym will will humble you. Yeah. It's crazy how like uh heavy circles just invoke so much emotion. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to be honest at the gym. You can't go there and pretend to be yeah. strong. It will show you the truth of. You can't pretend to be anything that you're not, and it will humble you in that way. And when yep. someone who doesn't look super strong benches or does more weights than you, and you try and fight him, the stranger at the gym yeah. that's next to you for some reason you're yeah. not happy. You want to you want to show you want to one up him. Yeah. And you either get hurt from it or you just can't achieve it, lah. Yeah. And then you're humble, and you see what you want to do with that. Yeah, and yeah. it's the most. How to say it? Most transparent, I guess. Yeah. Like, of everything in life, right? What you put in is what you get out. Mm. Like, slightly, this guy has been benching for, like, I don't know, three years. That's the reason why he can bench that much. Mm. And again, we can talk about genetics all day, but, like, what he put in is what he got out, right? Yeah. Effort, la. Effort just triumphs. Genetics play a part, for sure. Yeah. But genetics can only play so much. Yeah. Well... I like that. That 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 feels like a nice ending. A way to end this party. Any final words? Uh no, nothing from me. Cool. I enjoyed it. 
you can find uh what your night your night time now right not longer morning yeah anymore. i'm probably gonna go after work mm. uh to like probably de-stress and stuff i mean that's that's it's an outlet right mm. it's, it's probably a, a i mean what how many times have you found yourself pushing heavy weights and just lost the count all the time exactly yeah. right so it's, it's just it kind of like dials everything out so you don't have to think a mm. lot of stuff so I guess yeah, that's why it's a it's a good place to be when, when you just want to de-stress not for sure things. it's a great way to just vent to spend all that energy that you yeah. have and you need to you need to spend the energy otherwise you get restless you yeah. get very frustrated you need to go and run you need to go and proper outlet right yeah Move people like exercise. I feel like that's the best way to. That's the cure for everything. Mm. Instead of doing something more detrimental to yourself, mm. right? Like some people go just to move, just be out and do something. Yeah. Healthy outlet. Sure. <laughs> so how can people reach you if they want to? Um, Instagram, I guess. Yeah, or just meet you at the gym. Or just meet uh, me at the gym. Um, right, after work. I'm like a gym mascot and there so often <laughs> every day apparently yeah and then like, no rest I'm like the gym cat where like like people come and like yeah dude every time I pop by I see you chatting with someone, yeah. someone to, like, every day. <laughs> you just come and like just say hi rub against the <laughs> machine a bit sit there <laughs> just come you and know. pay respects I, like, uh, <laughs> I go there like <laughs> I have a problem yeah. and then you go and teach him like. yeah but in the gym I guess you, you you find a lot of people from different backgrounds, so it's very interesting to talk to people. Mm. Yeah, you know that there's a guy who used to work for Credit Suisse in the gym, mm. stuff like that. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting just to see different kinds of people, different backgrounds. It's just a venue, like people all from different walks of life who commute to this place to work on themselves. Yeah. So then a gym or any gym. If you believe in like how spaces have energy, like yeah. if you go to a temple, you step inside, somehow you just feel a little bit more calmer, a little bit more, you know, because people all there, they come and they give that energy to that yeah, space. Yeah. And the energy of the space is always one of improvement, always one of growth, always yeah. one of positive energy. So you you step inside already, you feel like, all right, it's a good space, good people. Everybody's here with the same frequency. Yeah. Different spaces, different walks of life, different baggage, but yeah. they come and they work on it however way they choose to work on it whether is it through banging out and exhausting themselves so they don't think about their problems or they get humbled or they vent and they feel better yeah. whatever way that they choose to do so the gym is a special place right and we all go there and we and like you said meet all these different people even now here we are yeah. meeting people getting to know each other new social circle right yeah it's a great way to do that Allah. and I feel like if to anyone who's feeling lost who's who's and again, breakups make the best bodies. You're going through some I fucked mean, up shit. Yeah. You're going through heartbreak. Go to the gym. Yeah. Just have a good outlet instead yeah. of like alcoholism and drugs and yeah. stuff. Which so. is an outlet as well, but not yeah. a positive one. Yeah. Cool. So if you're sad, angry, stressed, whatever negative emotions, just pick up some weight. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. All right. Um... Again, Instagram, if they want to meet you. Oh, uh, for deal or no deal. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, are you are you related to Adi? 
Yes. Right. Does somebody told yeah. me that you guys are how uh, your your you were adopted or something? Is it or your parents? were My adopted? grandmother is adopted from a Chinese family. Uh, I don't know whether it's from like any or whatever. Chinese. I think apparently it used to be like uh, a situation where like they give birth in the hospital. Right. They mix it up. No, they're just like, okay, do you want to keep this? No, nah. It's like, nah. <laughs> and then like back in the day, an- shit. Another family the is just said. like, yeah, another you family. Want this? Yeah. So sure. we, have, we have a baby. Anybody wants it? Just like, yeah, me, I do. Yeah, that was like in the nineteen twenties. Okay. So the, you, you can't really trace the origin. You don't even know the date of birth. Yeah. Right. Like, heck, my even my dad. My dad was like. Like I think there was a midwife that that they kind of gave birth to him, right? Uh-huh. And, and then like, midwife bro- bro- just and then home. just like I think it was like raining, it was flooded, so the system was to go and register his uh, birth, but they didn't get the time right, and they were kind of like locked in. Uh-huh. So my dad was born in sometime in December, but then his official date of birth is first of January. That's so weird. Okay. So he's a few days older than what he actually is, and right. he has no idea which day. Whoa, it's the wild west, eh? I just like you're you're the omen, man. Mm. Like you got full on flood. <laughs> <when you're born. laughs> All right. Well, thanks for doing this. Thanks for popping hey, by. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right, thanks for listening. If you made it all the way to the end, I hope you learned something or at least have a broader perspective on all the things that we spoke about. Um, if you like what you hear, as always, just share it with your friends, repost it on IG, tag me, tag the Mostly Yoga page. I'll repost it as well. And then again, if you want to, you can show your support, donate to the coffee page, links in the description. Uh, otherwise, if you have any questions, you want to reach out to me, you want to reach out to, to my guests, feel free to just DM them or DM me. Uh, I'm sure you know, I'm all very happy to respond to any questions. Uh, otherwise, just, you know, you can come to the gym and say hi to us if you see us there most of the time, Monday to Friday. I think that's it. Enjoy your week or weekend, day or night or whatever time that you're listening to this. And stay tuned for the next episode. Okay, bye.